0: Dresser podcast, formerly a James Bond podcast, to talk about the most James Bond thing Pierce Brosnan had done in maybe five years, uh, which was the most James Bond thing he had done five years prior to that. So every five years, we establish Pierce Brosnan does a James Bond thing, and today is going to be the November man, the other greatest literary spy of all time, adapted to the big screen and pierce brosnan's in it and ogil Korolenko's in it and oh. the director of dante's peak it's it's a reunion of everything bond and great things, pierce brosnan and we get to do the whole recap then it's exciting and it's complicated real it's got, a, got an australian in it does it yeah yeah that yeah yeah you didn't know that the other guy is australian
1: Oh, I have no idea who the other the other guy is. So I mean, must be one of our famous ones that we all love in Australia. We talk about him all the time.
0: I'm sure he's on one of your soap operas. There, uh, <laughs> we'll discover that in a few minutes. Uh, so the November man coming right up. My name is Colin, mildly attractive and mysterious. Oh,
1: for fuck's sake. I've got, like, about eight quotes here, and I'm like, you won't use that one, so I will use that one, but no. Okay, fine. Uh, My name is Ben, and Tits, back to your desk. (laughs) Okay, fine.
0: (laughs) I'm already at my desk. Uh, So, November Man, uh, you had never seen this movie before. You watched it about a week ago, still Mm -hmm. digesting it. Yeah. I... I think this is the movie that I suggest the way that you said beautician the beast, we're doing that for Timothy Dalton. I said, we're doing November man for Pierce Brosnan. Uh, but really there's no lack of good Pierce Brosnan roles that kind of fit this bond mold. Uh, cause he had, uh, well, even after this, he had a movie called no escape with Owen Wilson that I thought about doing, uh, where he sort of plays a spy, you know, in a foreign country that's just sort of, you know, fallen into a revolution and he's got to get these people out. Uh, he had, obviously thomas crown affair which we've done in another podcast he had the tailor of panama a few years prior to this where he had um played a, a crooked spy and it's just I, I find that this is one of the most interesting thing about pierce brosnan is that he always finds a way to sort of tap back into the, the james bond fans by doing something that's similar but different i mean that's really what drove me to see this movie because i remember seeing this opening weekend in the theater uh, and it's actually a pretty vivid memory i have of it too because uh uh, this was before we had children who were stomping and throwing tantrums over whether or not to watch the Berenstain Bears. <laughs> and uh, we just had the freedom to do whatever we wanted. I remember it was one uh, weekend. We decided, let's go see a movie. And uh, the biggest movie theater in Winnipeg was probably about an hour long walk from our apartment. And James said, I want to get some exercise. And I said, I want to see Piers Brosnan. Let's do both. Let's walk to the further movie theater and see this movie. So uh, I saw this, I remember really enjoying it, but I've never seen it since then. So uh, this last night viewing was the, the first time I've actually seen the November Man since then. And I would have watched this even a week ago, but uh, I sort of told you the story. I spent all week, we had one night without the kids where we would have childcare. And okay, what do we want to watch? And I said, I really want to watch the November Man. And Jamie said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds good. I'll watch whatever you want and every single day okay we're gonna watch the november man on friday we're gonna watch the november man on friday and friday comes along we are ready to turn on the tv and i said okay i've got that uh pierce Brosnan movie november man queued up she goes pierce Brosnan, <laughs> wasn't keanu reeves in that i'm like no that's sweet november jamie this is the november man she goes oh then i'll pass no. so it took me an extra week to watch it but uh this is worth it i'd pick this over sweet november and i don't mind sweet november
1: Uh, that's not the one where like he falls in love with Sandra Bullock over mail and they're like time traveling or something, isn't it?
0: That's the lake house. Sweet November is the one where he falls in love with Charlize Theron, uh, because she locks men into a 30 day exclusive contract of living with her.
1: That sounds great. Um, (laughs) I'm sure you enjoyed that movie. Um,
0: fantastic.
1: I vaguely remember when this came out. Um, but I don't at the same time. (laughs) Um, and when you said that this is the one we would do, I was like, yeah, I think I remember that one. But then I kind of started watching this and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't think I remember anything to do with this movie. It's it's interesting because I like it when you go on IMDb for The November Man and you look at more like this. And the first one that shows up is another Pierce Brosnan movie. It looks like it's got Mila yokovic in it. It's called Survivor. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a picture of him holding a gun. It's like, I I like, I love my Pierce Brosnan. Like, I mean, come on. Like, I think I would turn gay for two men. It's Pierce and, and Keith Sutherland. Um, but... Like, does he not do anything that's not slightly related to James Bond? I mean, I know he did Eurovision and then Mamma Mia. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I swear every time I see Pierce Brosnan in a new movie, it's something remotely Bond-esque. And even even the poster for this movie, the tagline is, a spy is never out of the game. Now, <laughs> if I'm seeing Pierce Brosnan with a gun, with a, and all I see is a spy is never out of the game, ooh, like it's like a sort of a, a nod to James Bond, which... Again, it's cool. Like, as you said, you've got Brosnan's fans, but has has any other Bond actor really kind of just, once they've not been Bond, just kind of lived off this... spice Where they all kind of avoid it from that point on. So I don't know if I think this is a good thing or I kind of feel sorry for Pierce that he's kind of just stuck well, to this, guess what, I'm a spy, so we may as well keep doing this genre of movies.
0: You know, I was thinking about that because so many of his movies have that James Bond feel to it, but then when you really analyse what the characters are... Like for any other actor, for Roger Moore doing this, for George Lazenby doing it, for Sean Connery doing it, it would be them going against type. Like, I don't know. You've never seen the Taylor of Panama, have you? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. I mean, he's a very bad guy in that, but he's still technically a spy. Uh, but then there's other movies where he's not even playing anything close to a spy, like the Thomas Crown Affair. Or uh, if you ever saw After the Sunset, uh, that, that one, it was like another heist movie where again, he's playing a criminal. He's playing the villain, and yet, it, I think it's just his personality, like, more than any other actor, he just exudes being cool and being Bond. And when I was watching this movie, you know, I, I, I sort of dropped the famous, like, what a man! You know, I was over watching it, and Jamie's stood in the background, and says, eh, he's just okay. I'm like, okay, put looks aside, he might be the coolest human being who ever lived. Like, there, there is no way that this man is not the coolest human being you've ever seen, and I think that's part of it, because – when you look at the matador another one that he sort of did in, in between after the sunset and november man to fulfill his bond quota again very sleazy character not very bond like but he's just he's so cool that that sean connery famously had to be coached to be james bond he was the opposite the polar opposite of a james bond character he was not sophisticated not cool not suave and they coached him to be who he was and i think pierce brosnan just lives this
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like I'm criticizing him for it. I I don't mean to be because I'm not. Because, like, again, like, everything you say is true and I I completely agree with it. And, I mean, look, I'm thinking of, you know, what I've seen him outside of anything that we've covered and Bond and that sort of stuff. I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire, he's kind of suave and sexy interior designer, man who gets. Well, he's not an interior designer. He's like a what a real estate owner, which Sally Field is his interior. Anyway, he's but he's like suave and sleazy and sort of you know that Mars Attacks. He's like a professor who kind of is suave and sexy and <laughs> flirts with Sarah Jessica Parker on the body of a chihuahua. I think isn't it? Um, Dante's Peak. He's a scientist who's suave and sexy and. <laughs> Gets into the pants of Linda Hamilton, um, you know. Oh, Eurovision.
0: He's just some no-name Icelandic barfly who's suave and sexy. And- well, he's, isn't he referred
1: to as the sexiest man in Iceland? Like, that's what his, yeah. like, thing is. So... Thomas Crown Affair, he's he's a thief who's <laughs> suave and sexy. And, like, again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because it's great. Like, Pierce Brosnan doesn't have to act to be that way, you know. Yeah. Like, that's just what he does. But I don't know. Like I don't know why I feel like I'm making fun of this because, um, you know, I'm sure when we get to Cowboys and Aliens, Daniel Craig is also still an emotionless, uh, sexy man beast who doesn't really <laughs> say much. Uh, so, again, they're all playing to character. But uh, there's a reason why this guy was James Bond. And, like, let's be honest, once you play James Bond, you're always James Bond. Like, you're never not James Bond. Even Sean Connery, who you would argue went on to be one of the most famous actors in Hollywood history, when he died, what was the lead thing of everything? The original James Bond. He was James Bond. And, like, Mm -hmm. honestly, like, I probably, for the most part, I guess because I didn't grow up on Sean Connery as Bond as much as most people did. Like, for me, Sean Connery was just this really famous actor, Sean Connery, who then, when I got into James Bond, was like, oh, okay, he's James Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I can't probably say that about any of the other Bond actors. I mean, Daniel Craig was the guy from Tomb Raider before he was James Bond. And Idris Elba will be, you know, <laughs> the guy from all those other movies that I haven't seen before he was James Bond. So, again, not saying it's a bad thing. But anyway, all that aside, this movie was fine. Like, I I, I didn't dislike it. Uh, I didn't absolutely love it. I think it's it's interesting. Um, it's got some good stuff about it. It's got some silly stuff about it. I had no clue that that guy was Australian. It doesn't really bother me because he's really not that memorable. I mean, he's just random, <laughs> attractive-looking guy who clearly hasn't made much of an impact in Hollywood in the last seven years. Um, I mean, Will Patton was in this movie, which I was like, mm-hmm. hey, that's that guy. That's Will Patton. <laughs> um, the, the guy who's the evil guy, I recognize him from random scene in Independence Day of all movies. That yeah. Apparently that's what I knew him <laughs> from. Olga Kralenko, um, still better than Quantum of Solace. uh, Not as good as Johnny English 3, though. I enjoyed her in that more. Um, And I didn't realise that this Roger Donaldson, who I'm guessing is on our next episode, right, since we just interviewed the director of everything that we do now. Um, Yeah, like Dante's Peak, great movie. The World's Fastest Indian, uh, great movie from a very personally connected movie because I lived in that part of uh, New Zealand where Burt Munro was from. And uh, if we ever cover that movie, I can cover the shit out of that because there's a lot about that movie I know, given that I lived where he's from. And uh, the most recent film that uh, Roger Donaldson did, McLaren, which is a documentary on a very famous Formula One engineer by another New Zealander by the name of Bruce McLaren, who uh, basically started, if you've ever heard of the famous McLaren Formula One team, they make the McLaren sports cars. Uh, I watched that a couple of years ago. So um, yeah, Roger Donaldson month coming soon to one of our other shows because he's done quite a few good things.
0: Oh, Honestly, I would love to interview Roger Donaldson. Uh, I remember before Casino Royale came out, when it was, okay, this is the next movie they are making, but nothing was known about it. There was no Martin Campbell, anything. And uh, there were a lot of, you know, questions being posed. Oh, who should direct it? Who should star all these characters? And I sort of came up with in my head, the dream cast for uh casino royale along with the dream director and in my mind roger donaldson would have been a perfect bond director uh you know a couple of movies he's made that aren't even bond related the bounty which was uh my favorite book of all time mutiny on the bounty It was sort of the third movie made about that with mel gibson and anthony hopkins a cocktail with tom cruise juggling bottles as a bartender that's a cool movie but a lot of his kind of spy related movies would fit perfectly with bond white sands if you've ever seen that mm-hmm. uh you know kind of a fun espionage movie with Willem Dafoe. Uh, 13 Days, which is hands down one of the most underrated movies in the last 20 years about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Unbelievable movie. Uh, The Recruit with um, uh, Colin Farrell and Al Pacino, another great spy movie. And The Bank Job, which uh, is probably one of the the coolest heist movies I've seen outside of, like, the Ocean series in the last 20 years. Uh, He'd be a perfect guy to do a Bond movie. And, and he had worked with Pierce Brosnan before. So who knows, maybe if Casino Royale had uh, been able to have Pierce Brosnan in it, we could have had Roger Johnson as a director. Because, I mean, that's the thing. With this movie, Pierce, believe it or not, had had wanted to develop this movie like around 2005, 2006. So wasn't long after he'd been pushed out of, you know, the the Bond role That he picked up the rights for this book series this entire series of books the november man series and he wanted to adapt this and for whatever reason the movie stalled for like five six years before they eventually got it off the ground but his idea was this is gonna be my new franchise since i'm not doing bond anymore and i think roger donaldson was on you know pretty early on as well uh but it would have been interesting for this to come out around the time because i I feel like this movie it, it did okay business and there was supposed to be a sequel i mean they announced a sequel to the november man what seven eight years ago when this came out but it still hasn't materialized which also was a story of the thomas crown affair sadly uh, but I, I think if this had come out around the time of casino royale it wouldn't have been a battle of the bonds but i think maybe we probably would have had a better chance of it being a franchise
1: well one thing i'll say about mr roger donaldson he's actually australian uh he's an australian mm. born new zealand Director, uh, So hence why uh, McLaren and uh, World's Fastest Indian got a lot of New Zealand interest there. He actually did a 19... His first television... Uh, looks like the first thing he ever directed, actually, was a short film on Bert Munro, who is the subject of the World's Fastest Indian, called Bert Munro Offerings to the God of Speed. So look, we, we somehow got three episodes out of Beautician and the Beast, so apparently if we can... Uh, <laughs> track down roger donaldson maybe there's a future episode because i mean yeah we'd obviously talk to him about this dante's peak a lot of pierce um i'd love to talk to him about the world's fastest indian and mclaren as well so uh god fuck we we are eventually gonna get the biggest directors on this show just because we talk about their films not related to bond so (laughs) double Oz seven the number one james bond podcast where we interview random people that aren't really connected to the james bond franchise
0: uh so this other guy in the movie other guy luke (laughs) bracy yes uh, (laughs) him I always forget this guy exists because uh, let's be honest, he is, there's nothing wrong with him, but he's just, he's one of these forgettable actors. You know, we kind of mock these actors like Sam Worthington, Uh, who pop up in a big blockbuster and then you just forget that they exist. But I mean, this guy, I don't even think that you remember (laughs) he's in these. I didn't remember he was in this movie. And I remembered there were two things about this movie. It's a very complicated movie. And again, I enjoyed it when it first came out. But it's not like it's everything about the story stuck with me. When I was rewatching this, there were only two things that stuck out to me where I remembered it vividly. And one of them was that the showdown we're going to get where they see each other for the first time. Uh, after the hit of Natalia, Natalia, there's so many you know great Bond connections I lie, in this movie. I was glad you brought up
1: <laughs> Natalia. Like I just, I, I feel this is connected to Goldeneye. This is Bond after oh, Goldeneye because yeah. he's, he's sad about Natalia.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, Bond connections that I came up with throughout this movie. Uh, but I remember that scene, but I couldn't have told you who this guy was. He played Cobra Commander in GI Joe Retaliation. Didn't remember him from that. Uh, he was in Hacksaw Ridge. Love that movie. Didn't remember him from that. Uh, If I had known this, I could have tricked Jamie into watching this movie with me because he took over the Keanu Reeves role in Point Break, the Point Break Uh, remake. Uh, So I could have just said, Oh no, no. She's like, Oh, that's the one with Keanu Reeves. It's like, yes, Jamie, it's the one with the guy that played Johnny Utah from Point Break. So close. And she'll be like, that's Keanu. Let's watch it.
1: You know, it's Uh, actually quite funny. You mentioned he's probably in one of those soap operas. Now that I look him up, and I see that he was in Home and Away, and then I see the (laughs) character he played in Home and Away, I legitimately remember him because he played, like, this really evil dude uh, in 2009 called Trey Palmer. So I actually legitimately remember that character. So um, he was in Home and Away. Then he went on to another sort of teenage soap opera called Dance Academy, um, and then from then he went on to move to Hollywood. But, he like, he looks – I just looked him up, what he looked like in Home and Away, and he looks nothing like he did in Home and Away. So, yeah
0: uh there's another slight bond connection with that role i I think they they really had wanted this to be a bond heavy movie uh or maybe not at the time i don't know but uh the original actor who was signed on to play that mason role the the other spy the the protege of pierce was dominic cooper who would either go on to or at this point had already played ian fleming in the ian fleming miniseries so uh they knew what they were doing when they were casting Olga Korolenko in this movie. <laughs> Let, let's pick the most, at that point, I guess, the most recent Bond girl when they were filming this and put her in the movie. And and also, let's be honest, she's playing Camille in this movie. She's just playing European Camille.
1: She's better than Camille in this movie. I like her better than Camille. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but, but is this, I mean, this is a research department thing we should have done. Is this the first time that we've ever had like a former Bond star opposite, a former Bond girl in a different movie i mean i know what's it, a face the face one i to, could think of well what's um ursula andress was in casino royale 67 yeah i mean that was not really the same there was no actor, but as far as like bond actor. a
0: bond actor co-starring with another bond girl in another movie i can't think of any others
1: george Lazenby was in becoming bond which featured <laughs> um what's a face um dr quinn medicine woman in the acting oh. scenes yeah, Jane, Jane Seymour. Seymour yeah. so there, I, mean, I guess that kind of
0: counts. Kinda they never shared the screen, though.
1: Well, I mean, obviously Angelina Jolie is going to be a Bond girl in Indra Selva's first movie, so Daniel Craig <laughs> and Angelina Jolie in Tomb Raider. I mean, you know, stretching it there. But, um, yeah, I mean, that would be an interesting one to kind of go over to see if a, a Bond girl has ever been. I'm sure there has been. I'm mm-hmm. sure there would be something, some sort of connection. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because, like, like one thing I'll say about this whole, the, the film and sort of the dynamic between Brosnan's character and Luke Bracey's character is that, like, I like what they do and I like this kind of setup. But it just, and I guess when we get into this opening scene in just a second, it's like, I feel like there needs to be more to it. Because like, I legitimately didn't realize that later on when these two are against each other, that was a guy from the opening credits. I'm like, wait, is that the guy from the opening? Because yeah. I think they look like slightly, yeah. like he looks different. Because um, it's five years later. Yeah, I mean, I guess that. But, I mean, Brosnan still looks sexy. But, um, yeah. And, like, so is this based on a – like, it's based on – what's it called? A book? Is that what they're called? Uh, is that <laughs> is, is Is it a real story or is it, a, like, a fictional story?
0: Fiction. It's a fiction okay. book series called right. – the no- The series is called The November Man, and this was, I think, the seventh book in that series. Right. Uh, I- I'll look it up before we finish the episode, but I remember around the time this movie came out that this – book series had been adapted at some other point in the past as a completely different novel and a completely different character. But uh, I'll have to kind of research that more to see if that's the case or if I'm completely making that up. I might just be a liar. I don't know
1: okay well just uh without you being a liar before you get into it um i really just want to quickly check in with a few things um <laughs> noah i know you was just Noah, and i just welcome back colin by the way obviously you're the first time you ever missed an episode last time so it's uh, good to have you back but i yeah, just it was I just crushing wanna, uh, yeah i'm sure it was um but i want to find out just from noah what does he think about him not being here today oh it's pretty gay, well, it's pretty gay. okay <laughs> fair enough um Fair enough. Good for him. Uh, Also, just quickly, while we're here, uh, given that we are talking about Pierce Brosnan, what was one of those movies that Pierce Brosnan was in? Yeah, there we go. Okay. Mm -hmm. James Bond movies, that is. And speaking of James Bond, who would be a great James Bond again? James Bond. Oh, thanks, Fran. (laughs) I
0: thought it was going to be Shirley Bassey again.
1: Oh, hang on, let's try that again. Who would be a great James Bond? Shirley Bassey. Thanks, Pierce. She would be a good James Bond. Yeah, we want the woke
0: Bond. Females for Bond, we are putting it out there. Shirley Bassey or Fran Drescher.
1: Exactly. And uh, just also, while we're with um, Pierce, um, would you ever... What, what are your thoughts of maybe doing another November Man movie? I don't want to have to do this ever again. Really. Doesn't want to ever do it again.
0: Okay. <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh, you know, on that topic, I, I did message you guys that... Uh, Pierce Brosnan, he did two of them uh, over the Father's Day weekend that passed quite a while ago, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There was some Instagram live videos that Pierce did with his sons. He did one on one day with one son and one on a day with another son. I did watch them. we get a lot more Bond than we did with Pierce's solo comedy. He really needs a co-pilot in those. And I think his sons made good po- co-pilots because uh, he, he told some great Bond stories, including about the hovercraft chase, where uh, I would love to go back and watch this now, where he talked about uh, his son being a huge car slash hovercraft kid, being obsessed with these things. And when they were filming the hovercraft chase, he w- Pierce was incredibly nervous because He was having to hit his mark and they had explosions going off all over the place. And He's on a hovercraft driving on a a minefield, not a real minefield, but still. And all he was doing was watching his son on the sidelines behind the camera being the most impressed son he's ever seen and trying to look cool. So if, if we see Pierce looking extra cool in that hovercraft chase now, we know it's because his son was watching.
1: That just, I mean, it just that makes me like him even more. Because, like, I mean, what a cool dad. Like, you know, like, take your son to work. Oh, come on, son, let's go. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just being James Bond. Like, imagine if your dad was James Bond and, like, you're just going to work and it's like, oh, fuck. Got to go to work with my dad today. Yeah, he's just filming the name yeah. new James Bond. Oh.
0: Just f- a hovercraft over a minefield.
1: Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, what's her face? Billy Lord, like, when she was, oh, I just get to be in Star Wars with my mum. You know? <laughs> oh, God. The things I have to do for my family.
0: Also, one other thing, just so I don't forget, uh, they did ask, uh, or his son asked him, "Who's your favorite James Bond?" And Pierce said, "Oh, it's always been Sean Connery for me." And then Pierce said, "Well, who's your favorite?" And his son goes, "Roger Moore." <laughs>
1: <laughs> was was Pierce more excitable, or like was he like falling asleep, or like just no, you know? He was,
0: he was definitely more awake. He uh, looked like Colonel a-
1: Sanders from what I saw.
0: <laughs> That's his doc. He's he actually said he's getting ready to film uh, as Doctor Fate in the um, the Black Adam movie. So that, I guess Doctor Fate's gonna have that sexy, suave, <laughs> cool Colonel Sanders look.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I would buy more KFC if if Pierce Brosnan played Colonel <laughs> Sanders. I mean, like maybe he's filming a secret movie on K- Colonel Sanders. I'd watch it.
0: I it's it's gonna be a gold figure connection, you know? Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the November Man. Here. Wow.
1: You, you didn't think you were going to listen to the November Man to hear Colin go. <laughs> what? Colin, Colin, what do you actually think about that impersonation? Oh, no,
0: no, 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 no.
1: Yeah, I don't agree with it either. It's pretty no, bad
0: awful all right so the november man this movie opens i'm guessing in november of 2008 (laughs) in montenegro uh they're really trying to one-up casino royale here aren't they montenegro 2008 yep we are post casino royale (laughs) montenegro here uh so we're introduced to other guy mason mr forgettable australian luke (laughs) Bracey. Uh, and I do get what you're saying here, because uh, having seen this movie before, but a lot of the story, having no memory of it, when I tried to watch this opening scene just on my phone you know, a, a week prior to even Jamie turning me down <laughs> because it wasn't with Keanu Reeves, uh, I, I got to this opening scene. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to watch this and take notes on my phone. Like, this is impossible. There's so much that happens so quickly. One of the faults of this movie is definitely too fast of a pace at times. Uh, but the gist of it here. Uh, which we'll connect later in the movie, is that protege agent here, Luke Bracey, uh, Mason is having a fling with a waitress when he's supposed to be meeting his mentor, Pierce Brosnan, getting ready for a mission and Pierce lectures like him on waitress. it. I I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> do you like her or the neighbor
1: better? Oh, uh, the waitress, hands down. Or, oh, okay, there we go. Or sexy assassin woman. I've got a bit of a thing for... You're your flexible Russian. <laughs> even though she's short-haired, <laughs> Uh, I I don't mind her. Is it's she the actually, splits, no, she's isn't not short it? hair. Is she short
0: hair or does she not? I think it's just pulled back the whole movie.
1: It is. Yeah, she's got pigtails. No, pigtails make it better. No, yeah. No, she's um. <laughs> it's, it's not even the flexibility. I just I don't know. She's just got something about her where I'm like, okay, yep,
0: I'm there. I'm so glad you didn't say Lucy. Okay, so <laughs> you Ben likes the waitress. Well, he likes the f- <laughs> he likes the assassin. Uh, maybe he likes the neighbor. We'll find out. And definitely likes Pierce. Uh, but oh, not Luke
1: Pierce is the hottest. I mean, come yeah, on.
0: Yeah, uh, hands down. Yeah. But I, I do love his, his line that he gives him. It's like, you need a relationship, get a dog. Like, there's something about Pierce's character. I remember bad reviews when this movie came out saying that he's an unlikable character. I think that's kind of the point of this movie. I think that's why Pierce would want to do this. He's not being Mr. Friendly James Bond. Uh, but you know, he's very dismissive here and also a hypocrite, we're going to find out. Uh, there's a short sequence where Pierce is, I guess, going to some type of exchange or meeting and Mason's the sniper supposed to be covering him. He keeps telling him not to take a shot because there's a kid in the way. Mason takes a shot. He shoots the guy who is going to kill Pierce, but also kills a kid. Uh, that's no. going to be bad. That's going to send Pierce take on a downward the bloody spiral. shot. <laughs> take the shot! <laughs>
1: See, so clearly, uh, clearly again, ripping off Quantum, now ripping off Skyfall, because this is only, what, two years removed. <laughs> just take the bloody shot!
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. This is predicting Skyfall now. Uh, no, wait, this was after Skyfall, wasn't it? Was, it was,
1: 2014,
0: yeah. yeah. There we go. They're just really hammering in the Bond stuff in here. Yeah. Uh, flash forward to five years later in Switzerland, and uh, the plot's basically set up that there's a Russian presidential candidate, and there's... Going to be the, a hit out on him. And-
1: the following takes place on the day of the Russian-Californian <laughs> yeah, presidential primaries. I was
0: thinking about that, but these are the presidential primaries did, and there's an assassination did, attempt. Did. Peter Devereaux, this will be the longest day of my life.
1: <laughs> D- download our 24 coverage on the Oz Network. Great segue. Colin, well done
0: assassins are looking to kill a Russian presidential candidate. <laughs> and my daughter and ex-lover are in danger. <laughs> this is the longest day of my life.
1: <laughs> Pierce Brosnan would be a good Jack Bauer.
0: Oh, he, Pierce Brosnan would be good at anything. Pierce Brosnan would be a, a good Kim Bauer.
1: <laughs> What's, well, well, true. What's, what? Actually, keep talking. I want to find out, the uh, has, has Pierce Brosnan and uh, Keith Sutherland ever been in a movie together? Ooh let's, Ooh, let's do the six degrees here. Keep talking.
0: Is Ben going to be able to contain himself if they are? I don't I'm, know. Is he, sharing pierce and keifer
1: <laughs> is, it, is it is it called uh broke back mountain perhaps
0: oh let's um, hope so oh wow <laughs> so pierce is brought back in by his former boss because uh, another agent named natalia only wants to talk to him uh and natalia is of course another former bond girl connection uh but uh There's a scene in the Russian parliament where Natalia goes in, she steals some pictures from a safe. Uh, They eventually have a drone that's following her. And the mission is to get Natalia out of there. Uh, Will Patton's on the line to supervise. The Russians come in to intercept Natalia, but Pierce comes to the rescue sort of. Uh, We get the nice come with me if you want to (laughs) live moment. (laughs) Uh, But Mason, his former protege, eventually takes a sniper shot and uh this is all because in the cia headquarters or whatever you've got two people talking will Patton and other guy other random guy from independence they are talking over each other making different calls and they're against each other and now natalia's dead uh there's a standoff with mason that comes up where uh pierce first of all he kills a bunch of the guys in the van there's that great shot where uh the the van's coming out and Pierce just takes the shot of the driver sort of off camera and the van just slowly starts rolling down uh and then him and Mason come face to face which was one of the two moments I distinctly remember this movie but could not remember Luke Bracey (laughs) sad for him who
1: does still 2021 people still don't (laughs) remember Luke Bracey
0: that's right nobody even realizes there was a, a remake of Point break
1: People know who Jai Courtney is just because we're sick of making Jai Courtney a thing. Like, stop making yeah. Jai Courtney. But like, it's a joke now. So like, okay, he's probably that's what he wanted <laughs> in life. So people, like, if you went stop making Luke Bracy thing, you'd be like, who? Like, who's Luke Bracy? Can, can we just
0: say that's the hierarchy of forgettable Australian actors: Jai yeah. Courtney, Sam Worthington, Luke Bracy? <laughs> well, I,
1: I think at the end of the day, you know, again, well, you at least know who Sam Worthington and Jai yeah. Courtney are. Luke, if you had said to me ten days ago Ben what's your opinion on Australian actor Luke Bracey I would have been like "Uh, what's your opinion on Canadian actor Jack Smiggins like I (laughs)
0: Jack Smiggins (laughs)
1: you've made that name up haven't you like who's Luke did I just just make the name of this episode Jack Smiggins Um, but uh, like I just I I thought you would have been making that name up I wouldn't have had a clue who that is so yeah
0: there's that's not a real person I'm just writing a Jack Smiggins (laughs) because
1: New favorite name.
0: <laughs> I want to legally change my name, not just to Jack Smiggins, but to famous Canadian Jack Smiggins.
1: <laughs> there, there, there's the name of the episode right now. People are, well, why is this episode called famous Canadian Jack Smiggins? Well, there you go That's why it is. He's up there with uh, Pierre Trudeau, Wayne Gretzky, uh, Steve Sutherland's only... granddad, and <laughs> Jack Smiggins.
0: The only other name I think we ever came up with on here was uh, uh was it in our Skyfall commentary. Sticky uh, McJohn-John. T- Sticky McJohn-John and Jack <laughs> Smiggins.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a pairing. <laughs> there's, there's our breaking news at 007. Next James Bond played by Jack Smiggins. <laughs> there he is.
0: Let's see if we can get more likes for this than Noah Groves cast as James Bond.
1: <laughs> Jack Smiggins. <laughs> if I Google Jack Smiggins...
0: Comes There's bound to be
1: one. <laughs> There's. Did you mean Jack Siggins, Jack Miggins, or Jack Scoggins? <laughs> um, the only thing it comes up with is Smiggins Hole, which is a, a town in New <laughs> South Wales, which famously, I know back in 2002, Roy and HG tried to make a Winter Olympic bid. That was the inspiration for the Hobart 2020 Olympic bid. Um, but Jack Smiggins, uh, you Google G. image it, and it's just literally pictures of the snow.
0: no joke i am going to create a jack smiggins account famous canadian jack smiggins people can find him on twitter when you hear this episode go and uh friend or follow jack smiggins wherever you can find him on social media (laughs) he's he's not even on instagram
1: i type in jack smiggins instagram you got Jack jacks on instagram but Um, is he
0: by the time this episode
1: comes <laughs> out, <it> is he? <laughs> and I just want you to just post pictures of um, Luke Brayson and see a uh, Bracey. I don't even know his name.
0: <laughs>
1: Nobody's going to know. <laughs> a
0: Famous Canadian, Jack Smiggins, looks like that guy. <laughs> and, and
1: then all of a sudden he'd be like, oh, this is the sexiest guy ever. Like, oh, man. <laughs> like, this guy. Like, I mean, this is what happened how we got Renee Russo as a joke. I just come up with the first name that comes <laughs> off. There's not even Jack Smiggins on Facebook. I type in Jack Smiggins Facebook. You've got Oh, Smiggins. yes, there is. <laughs> it's going off last night. Looking to live around Jindabyne, public group Facebook, Anthony Munn, Jewel <laughs> Finance, a testimonial. Like, Jack Smiggins literally doesn't exist in this world. Like You
0: know what? If Luke Bracey had the name Jack Smiggins, he'd be somebody by now. That's I... what you're missing, Bracey. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you now, I'm going to like keep. I want to believe there's a Jack Smiggins in the phone book. Like, I mean, there's got to be somebody.
0: (laughs) There's one Jack Smiggins somewhere in the world. Jack Smiggins, if you're listening, we will pull down all of our social media if you can prove you exist. Produce a birth certificate. That's all I'm asking. Produce a birth certificate and we will pull down our social media.
1: I mean, literally, like, there's at least another Ben Waterworth out there who's a little bit more famous than me. I mean, there can't be like two Ben Waterworths and not a Jack Smiggins. (laughs) Um, I type in Smiggins Jack on whitepages.com.au. They don't find anyone. Like, Jack Smiggins is invisible. He's a CIA agent, Colin.
0: <laughs> He's a ghost. <laughs>
1: He's a go- that That's the November man too. Jack Smiggins. Yeah, there you go.
0: The December man, Jack Smiggins.
1: The <laughs> <laughs> December man. The prequel of the October man.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, we have that nice standoff where they both see each other but decide not to pull the trigger. Uh, and then... Jack Smiggins detonates the fan. <laughs> uh, we have all the CIA chatter about who's Devereaux? And here's where we get our backstory. Uh, now, at Pierce, I'm just going to call him Pierce's boss. Does he have a name? Uh, Hanley, right? Hanley bald or Manley? Guy. Bald guy. Bald, bald, manly here. Uh, bald, manly's apartment. Uh, so Pierce goes in there. Uh, there's, uh, uh, or I guess Hanley, Manley, or whatever. I think I'm at the right point in this movie. This movie is very confusing, people. Uh, he is going to be taking – now, Now he shoots all of comp- his computers to prevent them from getting the data off of it. Uh, but as the agents, the cleaners, are in there, Pierce comes in and hits them over the head with, I think, is a very small fire extinguisher. I can't confirm what it is. Uh, but I love that in the very next shot, this is one of my favorite moments of the movie. I, I think that this movie would have done better with maybe a little – far fewer action sequences, but more emphasis put on the action. If they had treated this like a Jack Reacher, we're like, we're gonna have, I don't know, four action sequences of the movie, but each action sequence is gonna blow your mind. I think this turns into a better movie because we just cut back and Pierce is on the computer and the guys are saran wrapped in the background, kind of barely breathing, just <laughs> <laughs> Like that's what I want out of a James Bond. So ran rap your targets. Yep. Uh a couple other things just setting up the plot here. Uh Jack Smiggins is back in his apartment.
1: Oh, he's had and- a hard day, Jack.
0: <laughs> this guy is the worst spy ever too, though, because his neighbor's pussy keeps finding its way into his apartment. How?
1: How does his cat go? I don't go- understand it. Does it's he keep his door open? building? Yeah, like, I mean, it's not like you've got a window that you leave. It, like I mean, unless he, the cat goes around the other side or something. But, like, I reckon this woman, let's call her Slutty McSlut, John. Like, she's yeah. just, like, breaking into his no. apartment and leaving the cat. Oh, my pussy keeps getting left in your apartment. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, maybe it's a sign jack smiggins come on jack smiggins you're so attractive <laughs> women are throwing themselves at you come on jack smiggins
0: he's only mildly attractive we find out later yeah but uh, it's really confusing because if he is a spy who leaves his window open he's the worst spy in the world what spy is going to leave their window open you know spy. i remember <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> i gave that's up. a book spy who leaves the spy,
0: old... the spy who left the window open
1: <laughs> every single james bond movie we need to go back and re-watch right now to see if he's ever left a window open
0: that's a great title we got the spy who came in from the cold sequel the spy who left his window open <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i know he's a terrible spy but do you know what this reminded me a lot of and uh i think this preceded it by a year uh captain america jack Jack smiggins the winter soldier do you remember that
1: i do jack smiggins was amazing and it should have got an Oscar (laughs) nomination
0: but it was the same thing captain america's got the mildly attractive neighbor across the hall who keeps trying to flirt with him and he just brushes her off but in that one she turns out to be a spy it was that a deleted scene in this movie it seems like there there should have been if she's getting her pussy in his apartment all the time so that she can get a pussy in his apartment. Wow. Colin made a sex joke. Well done. Yay, Colin. It's just, it's very confusing that she can pull this off and this guy just gets away with it or lets her get away with it. It, There's no twist. She ends up being a complete nobody, but if they do that twist, They could have gotten the jump on Captain America, the winter soldier.
1: This is, this is where I have some problems with this movie. It's like they, they have things that they're setting up or that they're trying to put more into it. That just don't go like this woman goes nowhere. Like it's kind of like, you've got to have this scene of him fucking her. And then like, Oh, you're going to care about this woman. Like, like he's wrong when he, I know I'm jumping way ahead here. When he's like, "Yes, I do care about it. you." Fucked her once, mate. Like yeah. Jack Smiggin's. Like you get all the tail you want. Like this woman's yeah. nobody to you. Like it's it, it. This should be a golden eye line. Like killer, she means nothing to me. <laughs> like I mean, it literally blew her off five times until she could blow you later on, mate. Like how good is she at sex if that's what you're thinking about the next morning? But like, mm-hmm. it's there's just so many sequences in this movie where I feel like they do something then it goes nowhere. Like it's. Again like the opening sequence like it's kind of like a bit of a cop tease which sets it up but I feel like you needed to do more in that opening sequence to kind of cuz again like I think they make Jack Smiggins look too different later on where I'm kind of like <laughs> wait that's the same guy like wait hang on a minute so yeah. yeah I don't know like they do things that they just they make go nowhere or all of a sudden they do something where it's like well they should have explained that more because all of a sudden I don't get what's happening
0: there's a couple other things that uh, I'll just sort of do. There's a lot of setup for this movie. Uh, when Pierce is in the apartment, we get the picture that's pulled out of him. And oh, which one's going to be the villain? Is it going to be his dear old friend who's now been taken into custody, Mr. Bald Manley, Or is it going to be Will Patton? We guarantee it's going to be Will Patton because Will Patton always plays a scumbag. Uh, big twist going to be coming later on. And uh, Olga Korolenko is introduced. She works for, I think it's like a refugee... Yeah. Social service thing or something like that. She's a caseworker for refugees and she's appro- approached by the New York
1: Times. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like for once I'm glad that kind of you just don't have skeezy journalists who's just an asshole. But like this guy literally goes, Hi, I'm John, I'm from the New York Times. Okay. Like yeah. I can fucking go up to anyone. Hi, I'm I'm Jack Smiggins, ben, I'm from the New York Jack Times. <laughs> sure. Like I, like, okay, I understand if they were in New York. Like, I have definitely, in my profession, for the paper I've worked for, I have definitely gone, like, hi, this is Ben, I'm from this publication. But, like, if I'm in that city, it it makes sense. Or, like, I've yeah. got a notepad or I'm usually ringing up in advance before I go in for an interview. Or when I was at the Mercury in Hobart, I did have, like, sort of a, a press badge. This guy's in Belgrade <laughs> and he's like, I'm Jack Smiggins, I'm from the New York Times. And she's like, okay. Like I, as soon as this guy and, came in, I thought he was evil. I thought he was like doing like he was just making up that he's from the New York yeah. Times.
0: Yeah, he's gonna be a flexible Russian assassin. You're gonna find out later on or something. Ooh, but I like, definitely, would get a job in the that,
1: New York Times then.
0: The the thing that bothered me more about this is how bad is this guy of a reporter that's like, we're gonna assign you to our Serbia branch of the New York Times.
1: <laughs> you are a Serbian correspondent. Well, he's getting to the bottom of evil Russian guy about to be Russian. Like, does the does the New York Times? Really, like, how? Why isn't he in Moscow? If this is his thing to get to the bottom of evil Russian dictator guy who just happens to be coming for a conference in a couple of days, like, why is he there already? Like, is he just yeah. lucking out? Like, again, maybe the 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 path has led him to Serbia, so that's why he's there. I get it, but like, Jesus, like, the New York Times in 2014 and what fourteen got stretched out like oh, Serbian mm. branch go. Get to the bottom of the <laughs> Russian president. I
0: want him on a plane to Serbia by the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, She's going to meet with this guy for lunch. There's a whole thing about everybody trying to find out where she is because now they've identified her as somebody who's connected to something Natalia was doing. Uh, there's going to be Russian assassin lady who goes to her hacker friend Boris here. <laughs> Boris. Boris. <laughs> <laughs> Where he finds out where she's having lunch. Uh Pierce has her cell phone tracked or something like that, or or the CIA has her cell phone tracked, so they know where she's gonna be. Uh Pierce shows up at the meeting. I also like um when Will Patton brings uh Jack Smiggins in to to basically show him Pierce is not your friend, Jack Smiggins. Here's pictures of him with the girl. Dink! I just wanna take care. Look, dink (laughs) <laughs> uh but he told you not to have a relationship if it wasn't a dog and look at him with dink here yeah what a hypocrite Boston. uh this is all going to climax in uh the lunch meeting where flexible russian assassin who does not have short hair uh Just coming doesn't. up to the table wow. posing as a waitress Saying, Oh, your 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 office is trying to get a hold of you, but they can't get a hold of you on your cell phone. Oh, okay. So Pierce immediately calls herself. Hello? Hello. <laughs> I'm Pierce Brosnan behind you. I'm a-
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm sexy su- Irish actor Pierce Brosnan. I'm,
0: su- I'm suave and sexy. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> I, just,
1: I would love to get a phone call from Pierce Brosnan going, Hi, it's Pierce Brosnan. Hello, Pierce. Look
0: behind you, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Uh, but he does this so the Russian assassin lady can't get him. There's a chase scene. I actually really like this scene too where Pierce is, there's a lot of little things that Pierce slash Devereaux does in this movie that, that feel almost better than what James Bond does. Like uh, we love the, the James Bond movies like from Russia with love or automatic secret service, where he's got to use his own smarts instead of gadgets. And particularly the moment here where he calls it Mason, he's like, you still have your old number. <laughs> uh, but he uh, he he does the thing where he kicks the window out from the car, so they'll be like he's stealing a car. But all he's doing is ripping the fuel line out so he can blow it up. Like that's I love that. That's fantastic. This whole chase here is one of the best scenes of the movie. Uh, and uh, you know, eventually he's just going to get away. So let's we'll, we'll just sort of cap it off at that. But uh, th- there's a lot of stuff that happens in the opening of this movie that I think it's almost too much. And maybe we have one too many characters in this movie. There's a little. Too many, oh, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? You know, is Pierce a good guy? Is he a bad guy? But, I mean, some of these scenes actually do work really well.
1: One thing I want to say before I forget, Pierce Brosnan is amazing. We love him. He's sexy, sophisticated, and all that kind of stuff. But, like, he, I mean, we talked a lot about that in the Bond movies. He's kind of got, like, his, his facial acting and things like that. Like, you know, World's Enough was, like, a big one where kind of just his looks and all that sort of stuff really sold it. But there's something about him in this movie that I just don't know if he's gotta go to the toilet like he's just got like this pinching a loaf (laughs) look on his face like he's always got pursed eyes and kind of his mouth he's always looking away i just think pierce has got incontinence issues in this film
0: when we uh i I, it might be in the reviews that we read at the end of this but i did read a review a a couple of reviews that specifically called out the fact that he never smiles in this movie so it it doesn't feel right uh yeah that's that's all it is he doesn't smile
1: I don't know if it's a smiling thing. It's just, just, he's almost got just this look in his eyes. Like, he's almost just kind of clenching his forehead the whole time with his eyes. Like, he's thinking. Like, again, I don't think you're a huge Friends fan, but like, there's a famous one where like Joey's talking about the way he acts. And he's like, oh, and uh, I like to call it sniff the fart acting. And they're like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, if you've got to like look around and think, you just pretend you're sniffing a fart. So he kind of like does this thing where he's like, looking around it's like he's sniffing a fart and then like he does the oh yeah and like if i've got to really do deep thinking i just think about what's 58 million times 3212 and try and work it out in my head and he kind of does this thing where he's like looking and it's just that's his method acting of basically for a. that's actually
0: pretty smart
1: yeah it's a sniff the fart acting i think he's on graham norton uh, matt leblanc and he kind of like they were bringing all that up again and they were like do you remember that and he's like yes it's sniff the fart (laughs) acting
0: He's like, but, I still do it to this day. <laughs>
1: but it's just like, just, like again, it's not really a criticism of Pierce. Like to me, it doesn't bother me if he doesn't smile. He's Pierce Brosnan, he doesn't need a smile. Like, I mean, mm. you know, he, he could just walk into a room and fucking fart No, I would do it. <laughs> but like, he's just he just got this look on his face the whole time. Where I just feel like he's just, just just let it out, Pierce. Just like, let it go. Like just, just everywhere, go on. <laughs>
0: (laughs) That's it. There needs to be the let out the fart acting, where you ease up on the constipated look.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think there might be some fart sound effects going on at the end of this episode when I put all double the things there. I I might have to mention gluten again. Basically, that (laughs) comes up into it.
0: A lot of people. The Rock has the hold in the fart acting style. Yeah. Uh, Pierce needs the let out the fart. Matt LeBlanc has the sniff the fart. Uh, (laughs) We just need to come up with the textbook of fart acting. That's gonna be the first few tweets. From famous Canadian, (laughs) Jack Smiggins, all the different... Fart acting techniques.
1: I just want to point out, this is the podcast that started Die Another Day Daily, which you should follow, by the way. Um, I think uh, we're posting a screen cap of Die Another Day. I think it's going to, I think I worked out the averages based on how many screenshots I got. It's going to take about five years to post the entire film. So um, it looks like I don't have much of a life for five years, if that's how long it's taking. I think at the time of recording this, I'm about like 90 days in and we're only barely at Pierce Brosnan gets in the helicopter looking at the diamonds. So yeah, We're, we're nowhere through the, um, the the opening sequence. But uh, yeah, famous Canadian actor Jack Smiggins coming soon to. <laughs> if he gets more followers in our actual Twitter account, we've got a problem. Oh,
0: that's going to be great. <laughs> I accept that as a challenge. Just post uh, shirtless
1: also... pictures of him all the time. Then women will be like, ah, <laughs> and then yes. once we get to like a thousand, you could be like, I'm a really big <laughs> fan of this podcast, Double Seven. You know? And famous Canadian actor gives us a plug, then. Mm-hmm you know, maybe we're good. Were you counting, like I know sort of in our first, uh, what four that we've done of this so far, we've kind of jokingly had, I think Zardos had about 21,000 different kills. Yeah, um, I've we, got a we, kill count. Well, I was, I was keeping track of a kill count. I was keeping track of a sex count. Cause I think if there's a photo that counts and, And I'm going to be confused at the end with him and Olga. There's a scene there, I don't know. Anyway. And then technically there's not a vodka, but there was an... He's a fucking alcoholic in this movie. Like, he drinks.
0: There was no no counting it.
1: Uh, Yeah, anyway. So I I just wanted to check to make sure that wasn't just me. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think I commented on a fair few things throughout it. Um, Yeah, sexy waitress woman who, if I'm reading the credits here correctly... Uh, she, The character is called Young Attractive Woman, played by <laughs> Nina Jankovic. Imagine, what, what happens with that role? Like, do you walk into a casting room? All right, who's reading for Young Attractive Woman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these, like, old ugly men in the room. and <laughs> Oh, I'm out. Uh, Noah gets up and leaves. Um, so there he goes. Um, Poor but, Jack Smiggins. Oh, Jack Smiggins would get any role. Doesn't matter. But um, yeah, again, like as I said, the opening sequence—it's just like—and why are all these people in the streets of Montenegro cheering for like the U.S. ambassador? Like, <laughs> 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 and like if they're that into the U.S. ambassador, how do they not know who the like Pierce brothers Just like, give me your clothes, and they're sort of like oh, all <laughs> of a sudden your
0: clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs>
1: and then he gets out of the thing with an American flag on. So all these people who are there lining the streets of Montenegro waving Montenegrin flags going, "Yay, US ambassador!" <laughs> Shouldn't they be like, "That's not the US ambassador." <laughs> like they should know who this person is. Um yeah, the the chase I agree with you like the chase sequence is pretty cool like through the streets. I, I like this Russian future Russian president guy giving his speech while Natalia is going through and yeah, it's you mentioned before about how it's kind of complicated because so she's trying to get extracted because she's getting secrets on this guy. Yet this yeah. guy knows she broke into the safe because the door was slightly ajar. So then they send like the Russian FBI after them. And then she's being targeted. So we have to kill her. Um,
0: did, did they don't even have a line in this movie saying like, Hey, you, you know, you you're not going to last. You've got both the CIA and the Russians after you and they don't work together. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then, like, it's odd. And then, like, when she dies, like, we get Necro Pierce again, like, making out with a dead body. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, but, like, you sort of talk about, like... We I have think all mother- the time <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah, she's just having a rest. Um, <laughs> wow, this is really influenced by Bond. But, um, <laughs> like, yeah, this whole sequence, like, where you, you mentioned before about how you don't know if you're meant to like Pierce. Like, I was trying to work out, like, so he's evil because then he starts killing CIA agents. But then it's like, yeah. as C- like, I kind of agree with the CIA here going out. Like, he's killing CIA agents. Yeah. Like, this That's... isn't good.
0: And by the end of this movie, I had taken a note saying, why are all the innocent people who are just doing their job the ones who die? And at yeah. the end of this movie, spoiler, you know, the big bad guy, you're going to stand trial. Let me just shoot your poor bodyguard slash assistant in the head because he's doing
1: his job. And, like... Again, listen to the Oz Network, because this is a trend of us. Big bad guy. Is he really that bad? He's, like, not. he's he, not. He has <laughs> an
0: argument. Let's jump... Well, I'll, I'll save it. We'll, but when we get to the end, he's got a pretty good argument for why he did the right thing here.
1: I think he's got a very bloody good argument for why he did the right thing here. <laughs> like, okay, the, the guy's not exactly good. And, oh, okay, whoops, we blew up a hospital to cover up a war. I mean... Bill Clinton did shit like this. Fucking George yeah, Bush, in like, his,
0: real, in real his, presidents first, did this. Their first year of their terms. <laughs> George W. Bush started a war over fake weapons of mass destruction, people. Like, this is a real life Bill, thing. <laughs> Bill Clinton bombed a hospital because a sex scandal started. Like, <laughs> this is what presidents do. If anything, this is why he should be
1: elected you could go on to become the next Bill Clinton. (laughs) Joe Biden does shit every day, but he's so old he doesn't remember what he does. (laughs) I think Joe Biden started a war with Canada yesterday. Donald Trump stormed the Capitol. (laughs) And, and, but I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, um, like again, (laughs) Ben and Colin team up with the villain once more, but, um,
0: oh but you know what he had he had all these women and prostitutes on the side yeah because jfk and bill clinton never did that right
1: (laughs) (laughs) when when trevelyan is like killing mi6 people are we going oh but it's okay because he's doing something for the right reasons like i mean let's watch gold knife from the perspective of trevelyan and it's november man (laughs) like let's be honest it's the november man that's what we're watching another connection if it's Jack Smiggins' perspective, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan is Trevelyan. So, therefore, yeah. like, there's, like, again, we're just rewriting this movie. So, um, but, yeah, the car chase is cool. Um, we kind of get the cool moments when they blow up the car and we get the um, South Park Team America, never look back to an explosion. Makes you so cool if you don't look back when there's an explosion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that uh, was, I
0: think, I think that was either a trailer shot or a poster shot because I remembered that so well.
1: Yeah, I do like the bit where they both hold their guns up at each other and they're like, mm-hmm. You're Canadian actor Jack Smiggins. You're Keith Brosnan! <laughs> I won't shoot you. Um Yeah, I do like the overabundance of let's make Will Patton evil. No, nah, twenty four connection. <laughs> Will Patton's in uh, season of twenty four if you if you remember that. Um but then like yeah the the level they go to like I'll be honest with you, and spoiler alert, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the movie yet, I didn't realise that Baldy McBaldface, Independence (laughs) Day guy, would be the evil guy. I kind of always assumed Will Patton was evil. I kind of fell for it. But, like, they kind of go out of their way to make this guy, like, you know, shooting the computer, getting in a room. And I do love it when Baldy McBaldface gets tasered. (laughs) 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 You need to dub an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah. yeah, but, I, I mean, you know, it's it's exciting. I mean, it's also exciting when we get um, Jack Smiggins carrying his oranges and flirting with Pussy McPussface. Um, <laughs> oh, I left my cat in my house. <laughs> like, oh. Silly me. Jack Smiggins, what a hard sex. life. Sexy neighbour is all like, oh. Like, I mean, we all have that problem as attractive men ourselves, calling our neighbours oh, throwing yeah. themselves at me, us, you know. Um, but... Yeah, like when we meet Olga Krilenko and basically, like journalist guy is basically sexy Nate. What is the purpose of journalist guy, so that Olga can send off an email, like, like because she couldn't have now. done that on her own, exactly. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to forget this later on, so I'm bringing this up now by sending email to editor at newyorktimes dot I guarantee you the editor of the New York Times is not there. All right, morning, all right, coffee. Oh, it's in the old inbox this morning. All right, larger penis. No, all right, stationary order. All right, oh, what's this? Random email from random person I don't know claiming to... Uh, yeah, that sounds bullshit. Delete. As a journalist who would get calls every day of people telling me the most groundbreaking story that I had to cover because this would be groundbreaking to the world... <laughs> I literally have been called out to places with people claiming that they've rediscovered a, a bunyip and a bigfoot, and this is gonna like, and it's just, it's a crazy guy with a gun basically holding you hostage. Like, the the editor of the New York Times is probably very busy. He's probably or she, sorry, they're very busy. I guarantee you, this email is not getting read for at least a week. Yeah, <laughs> I I could barely email the editor of the Mercury, my own boss. And not see him for a couple of days. <laughs> and I worked for the guy <laughs> <laughs> Not some random woman in certain... it's going to his junk her their junk box. Anyway, yeah. just getting that out done with. Journalist perspective on double seven. <laughs> um but yeah, this journalist guy, what is the point of this storyline? Just just He's going to die. We know it, it, it he's going to die. It does
0: not need to exist because well, I'll, I'll, I'll get, when we get to the end of the movie, I'll get to why it doesn't need to exist. Sexy uh,
1: Russian assassin, though. Ah, oh, she can stalk my computers and talk to my Boris and be a waste.
0: very flexible, too. Like, she, well, it was it's, scary.
1: It's not even the flexibility. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know if it's her nose. Like, just something about her face. I'm like, wow, she's incredibly attractive. I don't, if, if her and Pierce Brosnan walked into this room naked right now, I would have a very difficult time deciding. Where <laughs> I would go, probably would be Pierce because, like, let's oh, be honest, let's if, be I, honest it would be. if I turn around and I said, "Oh, so I slept with someone famous? Who did you sleep with?" Ah. Oh. Have you seen the November man? No? Oh, okay. Well, you won't know who she is then. Like, but if I straight away go, I slept with Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> then you'll be like John print.
0: Glover. You're the new John Glover here.
1: <laughs> exactly. But um, anyway, but yeah, I, I like the moment when like the car and like the blow-up and sort of the the trickery that he does. But then never did I believe, and I know I'm jumping head slightly here, but James Bond catches a train. Like, I know we saw Timothy Dalton yeah. do it in the Living Daylight. It's like, okay, but. I mean, do I ever want to see yes. Pierce Brosnan on public transport? I know, he takes a
0: lot of public transportation in this movie.
1: I don't, like, I, all the things to complain about in this movie, I just don't buy Pierce Brosnan catching public transport. Like, Keanu yeah. Reeves, absolutely. I'm not saying yeah. Pierce Brosnan <laughs> isn't as nice as County Reeves. They're both very nice people. I get it. I understand that. And, oh.
2: What was that ding
1: sound? Oh, Pierce, I don't know what that dinging sound was. I know we're talking about you. um, (laughs) Jesus, he just never goes away. But, like, I don't know. There's just all the believable things in this movie. I'm sorry. Pierce Brosnan is too classy and sophisticated and suave to catch public transport. (laughs) (laughs) Not Not my Pierce. (laughs) Not my. I've caught public transport before, and I've never seen someone that good looking on public transport.
0: Well, I've ridden public transportation before, so. You oh, didn't Jesus. see me,
1: but they do exist. Okay? Wow. L- look at you, mister. <laughs> oh, Jay- going to your head now. Jamie calls you attractive enough. You're like, oh, well, I'm on public transport.
0: Oh. Uh, we both have our neighbors banging down our door like, hey, sorry, I'm a married man. <laughs> <You> no, <know, laughs> I don't just see men like me often. be attractive right? yeah. and mysterious. Every day I
1: walk past the mirror, I just, I, I fight the <laughs> urge to fuck myself um oh actually no what did you think of that Aaron comment no no what was that oh, pretty gay. yeah he's pretty gay i shouldn't have said that <laughs> see
0: where is Noah on these episodes we is edit point edit point edit point at a it's, point, at a point, at this a is point.
1: Why, this is why we don't have him on because, like, he just he ruins the greatness of these episodes by going, at a point, at a point, at a point. And it's like, dude, as soon as you say edit point, I'm not fucking ed- editing it. Like, <laughs> seriously, if you want me to edit it, message me after the show. And go, Ben, I really don't appreciate you calling me gay. Um, <laughs> can, can, I, can I just say, I just want to, on that note, like, he literally said to us um, on our next recording that he's like, did I say, he didn't remember, he was so drunk. The title remember. of the
0: episode.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I also want to point out too that like I'm so in love with myself apparently that I go back and listen to these episodes. It's the only of all <laughs> our shows that I will re-listen to. And I've missed a bunch. So I'm back to um, uh, episode 80. It was our Do You Hate Fun? Ranking the Allies. And I'm about halfway through. <laughs> Wait, and did we I rank the Allies? Yeah, I think we did. Uh, maybe. Okay. You'll forget about that in uh, the next episode. <laughs> so uh, that, that, that's a joke for a future episode, Colin. But um, yeah, I I was drinking in that episode. So uh, I maybe, you know, triggered uh, Noah. Because basically from that oh. point on, he was getting drunk in every single episode. <laughs> Peer pressure, Ben. I know. Jesus. Or so you were Noah. just so on
0: your game in that episode. He's like, I need to be more like Ben.
1: I, I need Remind me after this episode. It's an off-air conversation, Colin. And maybe this is for our Patreons, (laughs) they can discover. There was a bit of a joke in that episode that hasn't dated well. So let me remind you to tell you after the episode. um... And it's not
0: that you killed somebody.
1: Oh, shut up, Colin. Uh, (laughs) Damn it. Damn it.
0: Okay, so we have a nice quiet scene here. One of the few quiet scenes in an incredibly fast-paced movie uh, between Pierce and Olga here and there's there's every once in a while Pierce just has the line where I'm like man I would love to have had him say a line like this in a Bond movie uh, where she's talking about Mason and you know why is he trying to kill you or whatever and uh, he he's, she's asking if she, he hates him and he goes no He's actually the best friend I've ever had. And he do all your friends try to kill you? He goes, eventually. It <laughs> just sort of calmly leaves it at that.
1: Yeah, I, like, um, I'm glad you brought that up randomly because I really love that line too. And like, it's actually, yeah, like it is a kind of Bondian line, but you would imagine in a Bond movie, it would be done with a bit more of like a, a smirk or something like yeah. that. This is done very seriously. Like, oh, I'm Pierce Brosnan, yeah, exactly. I'm smoldering and sexy. But yeah, like I think in a Bond movie, like even, even I even picture Daniel Craig saying that line with a bit of a smirk. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, but it's, it is a great line. Yeah, does Daniel Craig smirk? Daniel Craig doesn't smile. I don't know. Oh, when, Craig... when his little finger comes out, he does. Who who cares? I just want to grate some cheese on that man, <laughs> Jesus. Uh,
0: so they, they do identify a character here. who We're gonna get another James Bond-like character here. Uh, Olga identifies it as a pimp. Pierce <laughs> identifies it as a guy who worked for the future president of Russia. Uh, so they go to a strip club and they Same meet Zukovsky. <laughs> no, I was going to
1: say Zukowski. Had... Yes, there he is.
0: It's crazy. Oh. Look, Olga's playing Camille. Pierce yep. is playing Bond. Yep. Uh, Baldy McBald is M. <laughs> yep. uh, pa- uh, Will Patton is maybe C or.
1: Um... No, Baldy McBaldy's C. Will Patton's M.
0: Oh, there you are. <laughs> Spoiler, come on. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Not at this the... point, Ben. T- we got, t- we got t- Boris. He's t- going back got...
1: to your office, he's money, Penny. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> we've got um Boris we've got zukovsky and um yeah we got pussy <laughs> we've got the whole wow. crew here this is the the James Bond super film
1: and the the sexy um assassin is Davidov uh the Russian yeah
0: the the, short <laughs> the hair. With the so so the flexible <laughs> sexy Russian girl is Davidov Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> Rick Thompson sit on my face whoa I was gonna say... Wow, say what you really yeah. think, Ben. <laughs>
0: now we can either guarantee he will never come on the show or he's gonna be jumping. He's gonna hear this episode. Did, I'm on the line, guys.
1: Did we ever tell the story? Just on a, it's related because it, it's it's very us talking about Davidov. That um, when we, over on the Oz Network, Download Now, um, we interviewed, um, was it Sean McCall or uh, what's his name? He was in 24. Uh, i gone blank on his name. Um, <laughs> Ross McCall. Ross McCall. Thank you. I don't want to say it was Sean. Um, and because, yeah, in 24, Download Our 24 coverage. And it just so happened that when I was kind of studying for that interview, because I do study sometimes, that on his Instagram, he had like a bunch of photos with Ulrich Thompson. And I randomly, I think at the end of the interview, was basically like, oh, and, you know, shout out to Auric Thompson. Like, we're big fans of him in Bond. And he was saying that... Ulrich Thompson would love that because apparently, like, wherever they go, like, one of them will get recognized and the other won't, so they kind of always rub it in each other's face and they're all, like, really good friends. So he's basically, like, going, like, oh, he'll, he'll appreciate that because I'm the one who always gets recognized. He never gets recognized, and he was in a freaking James Bond movie. So, um, he had his I own mean, poster. We did. I mean, we we technically talked to him. He did reply to one of our tweets, but uh, random connection to Ulrich Thompson. So, um, yeah, we need to try to get him on the show because uh, I to want the Davidoff.
0: Yeah, sit on my face, Davidoff.
1: <laughs> if we didn't already have a great episode title, that would be the episode title right there. It's, um... Sorry, Jack Smiggins, you take the cake. <laughs> so
0: in the meeting with Zhukovsky and his strip club, uh, he gives us the backstory that uh, this war that happened, the second Chechen war, was actually funded by the CIA. The CIA helped create it. Now, I know we're going to get to this on the end about how Baldy McWhatever is, is not See. the bad guy, Yeah, uh, see, Baldy McSee is not the bad guy. uh, But Baldy McCareless, there we go. Mm. Baldy
1: (laughs) McCareless. Great Bond character name. Hi, I'm McCareless. Of course you are. Baldy McCareless, named after your father, perhaps. (laughs) But the CIA
0: basically helped create this war. Now. That also happened in the '80s, by the way. Uh, a little thing with Russia and Afghanistan that James Bond was already sort of involved in, in *The Living Daylights*. Uh, Tom Hanks may have played the guy who actually helped fund it. He was kind of a hero. So, if Tom Hanks can be a hero, I think that Baldy is here can be. Hang on, too. hang on,
1: hang on, Colin. If. Tom Hanks can be a hero. Back yourself up. Tom Hanks is a hero. How dare you? <laughs> Tom Hanks you? ever not a hero? Oh, that man! I mean, come on. We all knew. We only started taking coronavirus seriously when Tom Hanks got coronavirus. And as an Australian, oh, yeah. I apologise that he caught it in my country. I'm sorry, Tom. Like, I'm really sorry.
0: Well, f- forget that. Why did the cases all of a sudden start spiking after every Tom Hanks got in? You know, I want to be like Tom. I'm getting COVID.
1: <laughs> what was the funniest scene in Borat 2 with the Tom Hanks cameo? So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the
0: CIA helped for the... Oh, big shocker. The CIA would never do something like that. The United no. States government... They're assisting so in wars overseas? Oh, yeah. Of course, there is an objective to it. Uh, we get uh, Baldy McHareless being interrogated in the shipping container. Now, do you are you familiar with the actress that, that's doing the interrogator here, the, who's playing Jessica Chastain's role in Zero Dark Thirty here?
1: She's uh, <laughs> got a bit of Jessica Chastain to her, actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> um, so her name is this, Eliza Taylor? Um, no, that's... No. A... That's, oh, that's uh, the neighbor. Oh, she's Australian yeah, too, neighbor. apparently. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> Everyone's Australian. Of... Catherine Scorsoni. Is that right? Her? Canadian-American. She's uh, no, Canadian. I don't yeah. I mean, oh, she's in she, Crash.
0: She, well, she was uh, also in, um, I oh, guess, the played bit. the same role on Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice. Uh, which I've sorry. I've only <laughs> really flipped through channels and seen her on there, but but I always notice when she's on TV because it's, it's kind of exciting she's become a bigger deal in America because she started out here in Canada. Uh, there was a TV show that made my top 50 list for greatest TV shows of all time. And we did the Oz Network called Power Play. It was a show that only lasted for two years about- I wanted to watch uh, it. You've told me about yeah, it. Yeah, a GM of a hockey team. She played the Kim Bauer to the GM of the hockey team. Uh, and she actually wasn't bad on that show. I and mean, She wasn't my favorite character or anything. But uh, after that, she had done another really successful Canadian show called 1800 uh, Missing, which later became just Missing, where she played a psychic that assisted, um, you know, investigators. Uh, it was numbers with a psychic, basically. Uh, but yeah, she, she had two fairly good Canadian shows and then now has gone on to do Grey's Anatomy and Private There's a practice.
1: reason why I don't know who she is then, because I would rather <laughs> stick needles in my asshole. Didn't we say that a few episodes ago? So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking here. She was in Goosebumps. I watched that as a kid. So, Mr. Dress Up. Oh, she
0: debuted on Mr. Dress Up, which is Canada's Mr. Rogers, and any Canadian will tell you superior to Mr. Rogers in every single way.
1: She was in The Hairy Bird, um, which <laughs> apparently is actually called All I Wanna Do, but why does it say The Hairy Bird? The hairy bird. Yeah. Anyways, um,
0: uh, it's hmm. a pretty major role she has in this movie. She's not like you know amazing in this, but she does an interrogation to Baldy McHairless. She, gets she plays. Tits. Yeah, she plays Money Penny. So. James Bond connection for a great Canadian decent Canadian we're not going to call her a great Canadian anyways
1: she's no no Jack Smiggins I mean come on exactly I
0: mean she is a famous Canadian but we need to Jack Smiggins is no longer going to be famous Canadian he's going to be great famous Canadian
1: again like you've got you know those tier things you see on those websites where you've got like great good medium shit bad like she's she's like maybe in medium I mean Jack Smiggins is above great like he's got his own tier of his own the Jack Smiggins tier
0: yeah yeah. yeah uh so uh now they know what they need to do they need to expose the fact that the cia is funding wars overseas to get oh, people in no. power uh <laughs> i love that the baldy mcairless though uh, even says during the interrogation it's like are you kidding me it's like i designed this facility i approved your interrogation tactics you're not gonna break me uh and um, that they expose. Uh, Will Patton here exposes the uh, performance appraisal that Pierce wrote. Oh, extra drama that this movie didn't need. Pierce gave a bad performance review to Mason.
1: <laughs> I d- I don't like. Why is this dramatic? Because it's kind of like you shouldn't like this man because he gave you an F. And it's yeah, like, exactly. Ooh, and like, but like, he reveals that he's got a daughter, so we're meant to believe he's evil or something <laughs> and like oh no but this is where it's like oh no he's he had a girlfriend when he told you you shouldn't have girlfriends bad yeah. Pierce like and he
0: said you weren't fit for service
1: no like i mean
0: after you shot a child
1: <laughs> it's it's a bit soap opery at this point yeah because it's like i think this goes back to what i kept saying about the opening scene where it just feels like it, there needs to be more there because like we literally get one line where he's like don't get close, you want companionship, get a dog. Like, yeah. this should be more of a thing. Like, instead of the kid dying, why don't we have his girlfriend dying? And, like, this is why you shouldn't mm-hmm. get connected. I don't know. And then you reveal that Pierce has been all naughty Pierce. He's hooking up with Natalia. Like, I don't know. Like, Ah, yeah. That's it was a good twist. It just seems a little bit odd that we get one throwaway line of don't get attached, and then we're going to see him getting attached to sexy mm-hmm. neighbour woman, and because he bones her once, then he's in love, like... Jesus, he's James Bond, this guy. He has sex with (laughs) her once and then he falls in love.
0: (laughs) And we get more so popper here because we introduce Sarah, a.k.a. my name is Pussy Galore, (laughs) Uh, because the cat got in his apartment again. Look what the cat (laughs) came in. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: Bloyfeld. That's Bloyfeld.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, Yeah, she refers to him as mildly attractive and mysterious. She's working really hard for a guy who's only mildly attractive. Uh, if his name was jack smiggins he'd be drop dead sexy
1: what did um what did jamie rate this guy like is she uh... she
0: was like eh i couldn't care less
1: and to uh point out as i said eliza taylor an australian actress and for those playing at home she was in neighbors not home and away apparently she was in (laughs) two episodes uh all the sleepover club i used to like that show um blue water height used to like that show teenage ben enjoyed those very much um Packed to the rafters, All Saints, Winners and Losers, uh Blue Healers. Yeah, she's done the rounds of the Australian television scene very well. <laughs> I wish that uh I wish that there was like a
0: go-to Canadian show that every Canadian's been on.
1: Oh. I mean this this is the the Law and Order, right? Every actor we look up has been in a Law and Order yeah. show. But like literally like Australia you're going to be in Neighbours or Home and Away and then you're also going to do the rounds of the Packed to the Rafters, the Blue <laughs> Healers, the Water Rats. You're going to be in one of these shows.
0: Well, I mean, Canada's got Degrassi, which has, I don't know, 25 seasons or something like that. But I I, I was, um, last time I had a vacation, I spent uh, an entire weekend watching nothing but Degrassi. Like all versions of Degrassi, Junior High, Degrassi High, Degrassi Next Generation. Uh, And every once in a while, I would look up and like, I wonder if this actor did anything. That was a really good episode. And 90% of the people on that show did almost nothing in acting after they left the show drake odd one that does it well, <laughs> well it's, uh, drake as an exception yeah uh but th- i mean there are a couple who went on to some big things uh this is actually p- probably the best one on degrassi the next generation other than drake we should say i just saw her pop-up in um the superman and lois tv show playing a supervillain, so that's kind of fun
1: the i remember getting in the only one i ever watched i think was the next generation because they like advertised it quite well here and um I remember they would always have, like, a warning before an episode. This might be not suitable for kids. It's for teenage audiences and whatever. But, like, um... <laughs> Here it's played in the afternoon for the kids. <laughs> there was... So there was a random show I used to love as a kid. It might have actually been Canadian. It was, like, My Best Friend's an Alien or something like that. And oh, Yeah. Yeah, like, and so one of the girls in that, like, I had a mad crush on, and then she ended up being in Degrassi. So I remember seeing the cast, like, oh my God, it's that chick from whatever. And she was in a few things later on. Um, but I used to love that show. My best friend was like pleskid or something like that was the alien. It was purple, and there was the cool, so, uh, the the bodyguard dude. Um,
0: yeah. I was a sixth grade alien, is that it? Something See, like I'm that. Mixing, I think, I think mixing, we got call it called differently
1: here. Yeah, as yeah uh, there was as my best show. friend is an alien in the UK and Australia. I'm looking here. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay, yeah, because there's another show here. My babysitter is a vampire. It's a uh, kind of particular. Pretty... Michael Sarro was on the show. Yeah, uh, well, also Ryan Cooley, who is also uh, he he played a character. Spoiler: He dies on DeGrassi. A very yeah. dramatic death. No, no, because
1: there was a lot of there was a lot of Daniel Clark. There's this.
0: three actors from DeGrassi on this show.
1: Um. Yeah, no, because they literally was like I remember watching Degrassi and like going like holy crap, like this was basically right after. Yeah, no, Lauren Collins, I liked Lauren Collins. She was she uh she was the yeah. cheerleader on Degrassi. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, there are a bunch she, of
0: cheerleaders on Degrassi. She, she's from That's Ontario.
1: Good for her. Um, I think they're all from Ontario. Man. <laughs> but who was the other? I swear the other girl in it went on to things as well. Um, was
0: it Michael Sarah? He's not a girl. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, No, uh, that was a really bad laugh. Um, This is why these episodes go for so long, because we end up looking up my best friend was an alien. Oh, Uh, oh, Good show. Bring back my best friend's an alien, or I was a (laughs) sixth-grade alien, or whatever it was. Good show. Uh,
0: And Degrassi, good show, too. But, you know, I mean, I I want the Canadian home and away i want something where, yeah six you don't degrees. Want
1: the canadian home and away <laughs> well
0: we've just discovered i was a sixth grade alien is the, the canadian everybody was on i was a sixth grade alien
1: <laughs> <laughs> everyone was just in the nhl there you go um,
0: there you go uh including org ogle or- or- Korolenko. uh yes. <laughs> is in a scene with
1: pierce buffalo yeah <laughs>
0: buffalo <laughs> let's give her more credit than that come on hey don't knock buffalo uh but yeah as as you know jack smiggins leaves with pussy galore here uh as she finally breaks through his cold exterior what is it that um the that uh vesper refers to with bond is his armor oh, he's got his armor on or something through those
1: great love scenes that i rate highly <laughs> um <laughs> His, his cock sock because his cock was broken <laughs> um, over that, you know, long period they fell in love. Don't ask me that question.
0: Yeah, well, they're off to enjoy each other's little fingers, so they are the apartment. <laughs> and <laughs> wow. and yeah, Pierce got a and dong. Olga. <laughs> well, we know he does. Uh, Jack yeah, Smiggins. Sorry, Jack- if you have any, Jack Smiggins has got the world's biggest dong. Oh,
1: Jack Smiggins' dong can be seen from space. Um, <laughs> I can see it right now. Uh- <laughs> Uh, But uh, I love when they sneak into the the apartment
0: across uh, the road so they can wait for him to get home. And Olga, again, just another great Pierce line that happens here. Uh, where, uh, I mean, he, first he just goes in and he helps himself to the fridge.
1: <laughs> I was confused in this thing because I initially thought he broke into Jack Smiggin's apartment, but so he's in a different apartment across the street, so to speak, yeah. and sh- she starts playing piano and none of the neighbors, like, do they not think that, like, I know. you know, Bridget and Sam have gone out? Like, why is their piano playing? Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, but, but my favorite line, though, here is where she says, what happens if they come back? And he just goes, we leave. <laughs> he says, again, really calmly. <laughs> uh, and then also, also here where uh, they're talking more about Mason, and she says, is killing him going to make everything better? And he goes, "Ah." Uh, it's a start <laughs> and it's not played for laughs like I think that's kind of we were talking about the difference between uh bond and this but but it's still it's still because it's pierce is just as cool but uh smiggins and pussy come back for some sex and uh I I wasn't pierce,
1: are you sure <laughs> uh, you tell me colin you're the expert yeah. i don't know after sex, you showed me twice
0: after you showed me that video now it's all become clear to me <laughs>
1: I was going to make a reference to our next episode's joke, but I'm not going to spoil it. Uh (laughs) You mean
0: we record these out of order? Why would we do that? No, never. So uh, Pierce gives Olga some cash and a phone and basically says, you should get out of here. Why did he take you here in the first place then? Like that's something that I'm really bothered by. He brings her here, shows her what his plan is going to be. He had already bought the cell phones in the previous scene. He already had all this cash and he tells her, you need to leave right now i don't understand why he even brought her to this apartment if it was just so they could have a scene of her playing the piano
1: uh sure i mean doesn't isn't this like the i swear from this point on pierce basically tells her to piss off every scene like go hide out and he comes back go away go to russia go to this place
0: (laughs) ten minutes ago was a come with me if you want to live and now
1: it's leave me go away woman (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i don't get it like and I'm jumping in here stealing your thunder, but there's this whole dramatic scene of like, oh, you know, this is, what are you going to do? Like, you want me to shoot her? Does she mean anything to you? Like, like, don't say yes. It's Natalia all over. Like, kill her. She means nothing to me. Like, God, like, Jesus Christ. You just fucked her once. And I'm sorry, I saw the sex. It wasn't that great. (laughs) Ask Colin. He's had sex at least twice.
0: It It was not Tommy Wiseau. No, that that. was
1: better, sex. that was more passionate Like, uh, you're going to hate me for saying this Because I might have to play this song (laughs) But like, in that Uh, movie The sex scene in that movie was better Like, come on, even you would admit that Like, (laughs) sexy eating fruit Like, that was passionate, it was hot No,
0: no. (laughs) gross Uh... (laughs) Hey, racist we're racist just
1: because Halle Berry's in the scene you think it's gross
0: racist you know me I think all sex is gross
1: true we we know you were blindfolded and tied to a bed James like I need to get pregnant I'm like, oh god damn it put the blindfold on and put some headphones on I'll listen to an episode of double seven to get me in the mood
0: <laughs> I'm just like you though I don't know what it is what there do you is mean just like,
1: about... like me I've had sex no, more not than twice like that. Not... <laughs> Not that way. <laughs> you know I've been engaged at least twice. You know, at least I've done it that way. So, I mean, you've been know. engaged more than I've had children. <laughs> I've been engaged and I've been married the same amount of times. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I get into that.
0: Uh, but, um, no, I'm, 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 I'm just like you. I don't know where I was going. I'm just like you. Now I've lost it. I'm just like Ben. I feel bad for saying this. Colin why do I second. feel like a piece of garbage all of a sudden? Cause I said, I'm just like you. Colin, Noah, what do you think of that? It's oh, pretty gay. Yeah, it's gay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know where I was going with that. Apparently I'm just like Ben and I don't know why. Anyways, uh. So moving on here the uh the scene where pierce breaks into the apartment again we get some nice little spy craft here where uh sarah pussy, is gone and he wakes up and he just sees a text message uh oh i didn't want to wake you or something like that uh but what i like here is that mason is onto it he knows immediately oh this doesn't sound right you know what if somebody else has her so he goes into the other room he's got his gun and Pierce has Sarah and we get a a nice little uh, hostage situation here which aside from that moment earlier on where um, uh, Pierce and and Jack Smiggins have the guns to each other uh, right before the van explodes this was the other scene that I remembered could have told you nothing else about the movie what eight years later seven eight years later but I remembered every moment of this scene you know the knife to the throat uh, the, uh, the, the Pierce, when, uh, he, he say, ask him, am I worth saving? And this is where you really question like, is Pierce a bad guy, which mm-hmm. I kind of like about it. I've seen a lot of criticism for this saying that there's nobody to root for in the movie, but. I think that's just sort of a reflex of you You think you're watching a Bond movie because I actually really like that he you know oh he's got a daughter he has a soft side but now he's got a knife to this girl a gun to this girl and he starts screaming he's not answering the question is he you need to make him answer the question <laughs> uh, It's it's probably the best scene in the entire movie at least as far as I'm concerned. Uh, They even get into a whole thing about, I'm sorry about Natalia. This is not about Natalia. Uh, And then we get into a moment that that they don't steal from a Bond movie. They steal from another one of my favorite movies of all time, Speed, uh, which they did this earlier too where they play out. It's like, it's basically the pop quiz that Jeff Daniels and Keanu Reeves is like, okay, here's a scenario for you. You know, guy's got, uh, the, the knife to her is going to sever an artery. What do you do? What do you do? Uh, we'll kind of stop there before we get into the, the ending of the movie here. But, uh, I mean, this scene I I'm saying right now, this has to be in our hall of fame. This is the one iconic scene of the movie.
1: Yeah, no, I was going to say, given that we don't really have a whole lot of uh, options probably, but um, look, I, I think I kind of commented on a lot of these. I interrupted you a few times, but um, I will say when we meet Tukovsky, we see some boobs. So uh, Ben's got to call that out. So we got a few uh, boobs in this movie. Uh, not a bad thing. Um, yeah, like Jack Smiggins finds out that <laughs> Pierce gives him a bad grade. <gasps> Drama on the <laughs> November Man. Dun, dun, dun plot twist can you imagine if like we have you know no time to die is like uh james bond you know working on the you know the the whole 007 theory comes true that james bond's just a code name and he's doing it with what's the face with shauna whatever her name is and then like we find out halfway through that james bond has given her a bad grade she turns to the camera (laughs) like No, I thought he liked me. <laughs> um, and that's where we get Billy, Billy Eilish coming in and saying, No time to die. It's like a sad montage. Oh, I thought he liked me. Um, we, we keep saying Daniel Craig's due for a bad Bond film. You know, the die another day of the Daniel Craig era. So, you know. Uh, <laughs>
0: we didn't get it with Quantum, right? <laughs> True. Touche. Yeah, um, I, I just want to interrupt you for a second now, Ben. No! Shut up! Shut up! It's my time to talk! <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember where I said I had Quantum of Solace in my rankings, uh, but this is going to become a running thing on here of people making good arguments, as long as it's not been. Uh, in our Quantum of Solace commentary, I think Noah really swayed me to lower that in my rankings. Like, I, I've I've been probably the bigger defender of Quantum of Solace, even though I still would rank it as probably the, the weakest of the Craig movies but he made some good arguments where I'm like, I really see some problems with quantum that I never saw before. And it's bothering me now. Every time quantum comes up now, I've got like a bad feeling in my stomach. Like, Oh, has this movie been ruined for me? Thank you, Noah.
1: It's yeah. And yeah, I agree. And I think it's like, we've alluded to in a few of these episodes that, um, you know, at least I'll be rewatching all of these before no time to die. And I I plan to re re rank them essentially. I mean, when I eventually went through all the Marvel movies, I ranked them when we, you and I did star Wars over on the Oz network download. Now it's only about 55 hours worth of content. You've got a few <laughs> weeks to catch up on it. Um, ranked them all. And like, I, I genuinely had a ranking of my star Wars movies. I think I did it when the last Jedi came out and I rechanged. I mean, my number one movie is over my shoulder right now. It's now a of the Sith. Um, but I definitely feel cause I want to re rank all the 24 of them. And I'm looking at my rankings now and like I, I see Spectre where it is. That's gonna go higher. Um, you know, I, I see uh, Thunderball where it is, that's gonna go lower. Um yeah, I've got quantum at twenty, I feel that will go lower. You've got quantum at sixteen. You have man with a golden gun below quantum. That's definitely changing. Living Daylight's a view to a kill below quantum. Diamonds are forever below wow. quantum. I mean, Diamonds are forever will go up higher for me. <laughs> um, Not <but> me. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, look, I've got, are I've got Diamonds are forever at 17. Wow. You got
0: it lower than I had Quantum.
1: Wow. Colin, what do you think about me having it at 17? Oh, no,
0: no, no, high? no,
1: no, no, no. Yeah, no, too low. <laughs> too low. Too low. So um, I feel mine is going to vastly change. So. um... Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we will do if we want to, if we have time, we can, if we all rewatch it in the lead up, cause we've sort of already done our waiting for no time to die episode. And we kind of said, this will be our last preview episode. Maybe we can just do a quick fire episode where we go over if we've re-ranked them, or maybe we can just yeah. add that on to no time to die and kind of do our you know, Once no time to
0: die comes out, we'll do a revised version.
1: Yeah. Cause, um, I mean, I revised my Star Wars ones with Rise of Skywalker. I think I put that at uh what how many have we had 11 so i think i put that at 10 (laughs) um so yeah and i don't know if that would change (laughs) uh
0: so just sort of wrapping up the movie here uh, olga finds the reporter that again did. oh you got nothing else to say no no the one thing
1: i was gonna say sorry 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 um i just wanted to add yeah like i don't like the whole i don't agree with the whole like Oh, you care about her bullshit and that he says he does, but like I'm with you. Like the scene is great. Like fucking Pierce Brosnan, just yeah. the way he's yelling and like like I want to see this guy as a Bond villain. I know that would probably oh, yeah. fuck with people's minds. as like bringing back a Bond actor as a Bond villain. Like that would be like whoa, mind blown. But wow, he's great. Like the scene where he's tapping the knife on the table and he kind of brushes her hair aside and then he starts yelling. Like he's got a look to him. Like that constipated I need to fart look really works in this scene.
0: <laughs> It's just, it really is, I think, because this movie feels so similar to Bond in a lot of other ways that it rubs people the wrong way because Pierce has gotten his best reviews of his career for movies where he's playing less likable characters Uh, or shadier characters. You know, Taylor of Panama is a great example. Eurovision, I was going to say (laughs) Eurovision, The Matador. it, it, It seems like whenever he does go kind of dirty and nasty, not in that way, Ben. Uh, <laughs> that's when people really love him. But in this movie, it, it did rub some people the wrong way, which uh, won't get to all the reviews. That's he can
1: rub me sense. the wrong way any day of the week.
0: Or sit on your face.
1: Cool. Jesus, how would that work? Hi, Ulrich, get off my face. Peace is <laughs> <you>. <laughs> But Olga finds our reporter who does not need to be in this <sighs> movie at all.
0: Uh, sexy a uh, Sexy. Which Bond character do you identify this as? Vargas? <laughs> Uh, Davidov. Davidov, sexy Davidov girl here. Uh, davidette let's call her davidette
1: <laughs> David, who is this one? i Need to find out who this woman is. Sorry, keep talking. What's it, What's the character's name? Is it is that uh, Alexa? I
0: thought it was. Let's call her Alexa. Sure, Alexa. Okay. What's your name? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it looks like it is Alexa. There you go. Oh, she's Amelia actually.
0: Trezmec.
1: She's from Bosnia, and it looks like she actually used to be a gymnast. So there you go. Oh, I can tell. Who? Who can't? Uh, but yeah, she doesn't need to
0: kill this reporter. I don't think. I think it would have actually worked better to not remind the audience she's still in the movie, so you could have the surprise for later on. Pull a um a Rosa kleb with her. But this role reporter storyline is just gonna become completely useless later on. Uh, they reveal the surveillance that Pierce has a little, or he was with a little girl. Ben, this is a daughter.
1: I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything.
0: <laughs> but would that have made him the villain of the movie? Can you imagine?
1: Uh, what that he that he has a daughter? What? What do you mean? What's what does? But it if it wasn't me? his
0: daughter, I mean, I'll... we're in a movie where the bad guy basically kidnapped a teeny teenage age girl, a teeny age girl, and had to perform sexual favors. And then we cut to Pierce. Like, I'm not joking. I I I, I knew they dropped the seed of the daughter. But when you just look at the footage of him holding a little girl's hand, and you're ingrained in this movie of sexual predators. For a brief second, you're like, what's he doing with that little girl? I'm not even making a joke about it. I'm saying, legitimately, it's like, that better be his daughter because this movie has shown us the other side or is about to show us the other side of that. Yeah, but Pierce like, would never do that.
1: No, of course he wouldn't. Pierce is a, is a man. He's going to get me too, like, by the time we release this episode. <laughs> he's like, fucking hell, not Pierce. Um, but, yeah, I yeah, I mean, I can say, but, like, it's is it specifically, like, until he says, like, he's got a daughter, like, yeah, it's kind of not really implied. Yeah, so I like wish they'd le- set that up better. But, like, even then, like, I don't even know if I like this whole, like, oh, he's got a daughter, that's such a dramatic twist. Because, again, it goes back into the throwaway line of don't get closer. Oh, Pierce is breaking the rules by hooking up and having a daughter. Like, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you need to play more on this whole, like, as a spy you shouldn't have love and family thing. You, It's a throwaway line. It's kind of one of these things I keep saying in this movie where, like, it just goes nowhere it's kind of there but it doesn't really go anywhere um so yeah i mean it could have been easily been applied that pierce Brosnan is i'm uh, sorry that uh that Devereaux is a sexual not pierce Brothen, uh is a is a sexual predator but um i mean i guess kind of like that's the argument though when we get to mr mcevil baldy McHairless, at the end like mm. he's automatically evil because he kidnapped a little child and then you know russian president is evil i mean okay i'm not saying he shouldn't be evil because he's rape people of course he's evil but yeah. like i mean like let's like, if you don't have that rape storyline and he just kidnaps Olga, you know, it's kind of like, oh, he's not evil enough. He should rape her. Oh, okay. That adds extra layers of evil because he rapes. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what we're going to find out in the next scene because uh, Pierce goes to the shipping container. He finds Baldy Uh Again, it's kind of confusing because I feel like he's trying to save him, but we he has the information now that the CIA was behind this, but we don't get the confirmation that his boss here baldy McHairless, was the guy behind it pierce is still doubting it until that moment where they show the picture so when he comes in all aggressive here to the guy that you think he's trying to save it doesn't really make sense uh but we do find out that olga is the mute girl that they've all been looking for this one girl who can expose the russian president uh and we also find out she's dressed up as a prostitute and she's going to kill the russian president and I don't know if this was the intention, but like she basically sneaks a knife in there behind her back. Now these guards well, she, do she have breaks down.
1: the mirror. No, she she breaks. Oh, the, okay, then I missed that. She breaks the mirror in the bathroom to get the yeah. Because I was I was gonna see. say
0: they were so preoccupied with that moment of reaching up her leg to search inside her dress that yeah. they maybe missed the knife on her back. But there you go, I was wrong.
1: No, yeah, uh, she yeah. If you, she she goes into the bathroom and smashes the mirror, so that's where she gets the. Come on, Colin. Yeah, you should be paying attention to this. I don't even know what rankings we've done. So,
0: <laughs> a lot of things are a blur. <laughs> we
1: joke from the next episode.
0: Uh, when you have children like me and Pierce, things just slip your mind.
1: Can't say that it to happens.
0: Me. <laughs> oh no! Uh, edit point. Edit point. Edit point. <laughs> Shut up, Noah uh So, we do get the flashback to Olga's family, Camille's family being killed here. This is she 100% turns into Camille here. And the funny oh, thing is, you. when I saw this the first time around, I don't remember making that connection. And maybe it's just I've seen Quantum's Hollow so many more times since then, but <laughs> it is so obvious here. Like, this is the exact same plot. But I think there's some ways that Quantum actually does it better. Um, maybe because at least the Camille character has that build up throughout the movie that you know she's going to do this and here it's just sort of dropped on you as this last minute revelation oh she's the little girl so it doesn't necessarily mean as much to the audience she's about to kill him but Um, I like that he remembers her it's a really creepy moment where he remembers her
1: yeah I I would weirdly agree with that because I think the difference with quantum is that like when we meet her, she looks disheveled, she looks traumatized. Like, I mean, that's a problem with Camille. She's, and a problem with that movie. No one's having fun, everyone looks, you know, whatever. Yeah. She's kind of got that look about her where you feel that she's gone through shit. Whereas here, we kind of meet her, she's just office lady who kind yeah. of is just. But like, I, I think if I was like, maybe I sort of didn't quite pull the fact that Baldy McHale was evil, but. If i had to say one thing that i kind of thought was a little bit obvious was i kind of assumed that young girl from photo was going to be olga kralenko like i kind of that was the one i was like oh yeah okay that's not a surprise
0: yeah well because what other the purpose when you're this deep in the movie what other purpose is she going to serve do you want your heroine of the movie to be a caseworker who just knows where somebody is you know that's not a twist that's not a revelation mm-hmm. uh, and and i also think this movie maybe suffers having a couple of twists that aren't necessarily necessary because it just becomes very twist heavy at this point. This guy's the bad guy. She's the girl. Uh, the CIA is involved. You know, Pierce has a daughter. Uh, and again, this isn't a, a complicated movie in terms of it's not like Christopher Nolan where you're like, I need to watch this six times to get the plot. It's just maybe a little bit too much uh, to. Um, you know, f- fully take everything in. But uh, when Pierce breaks in, there's another really good scene where he, anytime Pierce can actually hold a gun to somebody's head, it's great. Uh, where where he coerces the confession out of um, uh, the Russian president here that he raped people that he did this and this and this. Uh, he plays the Russian roulette, which I love. He says, we're going to play a little game that was invented in your country, actually. Uh, and when they have the picture that that he took from, Baldy McHairless and Will Patton and Pierce when in their army days, uh, and he says, "Who is the man in charge?" This is that moment that kind of ruins the earlier moment where he's basically interrogating his own boss, who he supposedly, in this scene, doesn't believe is the bad guy. Says, "Oh, it's that guy there in the middle. Oh, oh, do you mean this guy? No, 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 the bald one, Baldy McHairless. There, that's the guy. <laughs> How do oh, we no. say in
1: Russian? Baldy McHairless.
0: Baldy McHairless was the man in charge. The CIA
1: funded a war." <laughs> controversial russian innocent russia never do anything evil never <sighs> now I'd let love me to watch. A girl i'd love to watch russian cinema to just watch all the evil american movies like i mean oh like, yeah <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure they exist i'm sure like in every single russian movie it's like the evil americans you know it's like it's not like saying you know you get to a point in russian uh, american tv or movies where it's like all of a sudden like oh, no, it's offensive to make all the terrorists Arab or, like, oh, yeah. it's offensive to make everyone Russian. Well, we better, let's make him Australian for once or something like that. So, like, I don't think Russians give a shit. They're just like, fuck it. We always make evil people American. Never mind yeah. decade. No <laughs> no one offended in Russia. We're all tough.
0: Like, I, I have a hard time. There are movies where you're like, okay, maybe they have, I'm not saying they have a point, but you're making topical movies. You want things that an audience is going to be able to relate to. I'm not saying every movie should have an Arab terrorist or, you know, Eastern European terrorist or whatever, but it is such a hypocritical thing when Americans complain about that Hmm. because Americans are unable to be the villains in movies. One of my favorite movies, another one made my, uh, I think it almost made my top 20 favorite movies of all time over on the Oz network, master and commander the far side of the world in that movie. It is a British captain versus a French captain in the middle of, uh, the I think they, they made it the Napoleonic War, but in the book version, it was a British captain versus an American during the War of 1812. And the studio said, no, 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 Americans can't be the villains in American movies. Uh, unless it's the November man where they just help the villains apparently, but yeah. it's, it's always hard to take when Americans are like, no, 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 you should not be making all the Arabs villains. Well, make American a villain for once.
1: It's yeah. It's, it is interesting. And like, look, we love our, I mean, the majority of our listeners are American. Hello Americans. We love you. And like, look, in all seriousness, like I you I, scum. I, 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 do Stop love listening
0: to us now <laughs>
1: Americans, but, um, I mean, they're a very passionate country. Uh, I mean, they love themselves <laughs> a lot. So, um, good for them. But yeah, and they it, love it,
0: us. So, thank you.
1: They do. But, um, I mean, God, like, I, I, I want Australians to just make every single legal person a New Zealander. It's not that hard. Like, I mean, just, you know, put on a bit of an ick scent and then, you know, that's, that's all you do. So, um, yeah.
0: So we get Pierce escaping here. We get a boiler room fight with Mason. I like that he chokes him with a hose. <laughs> this is uh he's choking him with jack smiggins holes right here that's, Ooh, what, that's... that's what
1: that is <laughs> ja- Hang on colin we know jack smiggins is thicker than that <laughs> come on
0: uh of course yeah, uh, jack smiggins is as thick as oh, i'm trying to think of something this thick
1: a, a fire hydrant
0: <laughs> uh an air vent an air duct <laughs>
1: he's, he's as thick as a uh, one of those giant rolls of bubble paper that's like thick <laughs> He's as thick as a roll of like newspaper roll from Tomorrow Never Dies. Like he's, he's 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 as thick as the CN tower.
0: We have Jack Smiggins' first tweet. Jack Smiggins, thick like a real man. <laughs> <laughs> like like ask thick a, like a man. <laughs> ask
1: ask a woman, ask Jamie the question, would you prefer it, you know, long and thin or short and thick? Like they're gonna <laughs> give you the answer. Like, you know, it's not always about the length, it's the girth sometimes too. It's gonna go over college. He's a cold having a look. <laughs> Colin's never worked it out. Am I sick? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Jack I need a both. comparison here. Jack Smiggins Jack. is both. Like, look at, that the, is... look at the... See the thickness of my coffee cup? That's like the pee hole of Jack <laughs> I Smiggins. I wasn't
0: looking at the screen and you said, see the thickness of my... And I'm like, don't click back. Don't click back.
1: <laughs> my camera's not that small. So... <laughs> uh,
0: so Pierce passes off the cell phone footage to Smiggins. Uh, And uh, we get the, a moment too where um, they, they go into Will Patton's office. Oh, we're, we're going to expose this or whatever. And Oh, who's in there. It's Baldy McHairless. This is where he becomes too cheesy of a villain for me.
1: Like, oh, gotcha. I, I don't want,
0: I don't want to become too critical of the actor, but I think he just plays it wrong as the villain here. It's just, he goes it goes feels- from zero
1: to a hundred in five seconds. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. Uh and uh, Will Patton put a could have pulled this off, but I also get why they did the swerve of we don't we want you to think it's Will Patton, but it isn't. Uh they reveal he's got the daughter. Um they set up the meeting. Uh the Russian uh uh Davido- Davidet is gonna kill Boris uh olga is finally making her getaway but she stops on a public computer to write a highly classified article to the new york times and davidette is gonna come and try to kill her so she leaves the computer unattended
1: <laughs> and, and barely... goes on poor johnny for wanting i'm using this computer like yeah, i was still on this i just paid my fees the only one that's left you shouldn't have left it your name's not written on it. <laughs> exactly. I love these guys. A weep. He's just like, "Oh, sorry," and just walks off. kind of had important shit to do. Colin had to check his Facebook. Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, what if he's writing an article to the New York Times?
1: What if he's exposing the U.S. for being evil? Like, yeah. well, we can't yeah. <laughs> the U.S. being evil.
0: Uh, so I'll quickly cover the rest of the um davidette versus olga stuff here uh because they have a quick chase scene she hits her in the face with a shovel which was a nice little you know, violent moment here from olga uh and when she goes back to the computer she finishes the article now you already poked holes in the hole is the the email to the editor going to make it to the editor my complaint with this is she tacks on the name of the reporter yeah who had no part in the story, and she never even had a chance to really reveal this to him. And she writes this as if she's a writer. Yeah, now, she writes we- it too
1: good. I'm sorry. Like, I'm a journalist. I have history.
0: <laughs> I can't even write that good. But even if she does, do you honestly believe that an anonymous email is going to make it and be published like no. this? Or is editor going to say, no, I want to spice up this line here? Oh.
1: Not even not even joking, Colin. Like, I mean, any journalist, no matter how experienced you are, goes to the editor, it's going to get changes. Like, I could show you any published article I've had in my entire career, hundreds of them, hundreds of them, and I could probably maybe point to a couple that basically went unchanged. Like the first article I ever got published when I worked for a newspaper, it was unrecognisable. It's almost like I didn't write it Um, because like (laughs) it it does get torn up. The editor will do what they want to and write it to the style. And that's why they're their editor. So particularly you've got, you know, random Serbian, whatever on the other side of the world, which is going to spam anyway. Um, The the fact that she's writing this in a style that you think would be New York times, like she's writing like, I did this. The, yeah. He raped me. I hurt. This is the truth. Like, I mean, she's not writing. On she's not fourth, doing a third it third
0: was... person. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know. Like...
0: And then a brave young girl <laughs> named.
1: She's not using, like, the inverted pyramid style of journalism using the exact New York Times style guide. Like, I mean. It... Yeah,
0: The editor, even of the New York Times, editor of the New York Times, which editor is probably not checking that. It's probably editor's many assistants, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, They received this email, an anonymous email, with the name of the subject of that story and a guy who was so low that he was sent to Station B in Belgrade (laughs) – they are taking over. They're putting their name on this. Yeah. They're not going to publish this under their names.
1: Going back to my point, the editor of the New York Times is a busy man. Now, okay, <laughs> the real life, and this is the executive editor of the New York Times, is a man by the name of Dean Barquette. I'm probably mispronouncing it. So big is the, editor of the, the executive editor of the New York Times. He has his own Wikipedia page. Like, I mean, the, if you were to reach a peak of journalism in the world, one of those roles would be the editor of the New York Times. It's probably the global newspaper, you could probably argue. Like, legitimately, it is, like, one of the biggest prize. He is a Pulitzer Prize winner for investigative journalism. <laughs> like, this is how big of a deal this guy is. So, like, again, this would be like saying, like, uh, email president at presidentofusa.co.us. <laughs> like, I mean... J Trudeau at PM.gov.ca. Like, like I have contacted the Prime Minister. B Waterworth at doubleaus7.com. Hey, that's a very prestigious email address. Like, when I, you know, a decade ago tried to interview the Prime Minister, like, you can legitimately go to the Prime Minister of Australia's account and there's like an email address. It's like, you know, Prime Minister at Prime Minister. But like, the Prime Minister does not read that. That is, as you said, yeah. it is attended to by assistance after assistance <laughs> after assistance. like, you know, fucking Justin Trudeau is not sitting there on a, on a Thursday. Check, Okay, Jenny from Ontario says, I hate you. Oh, dear Jenny, I'm it's... sorry you hate me. Next. All right. Oh, hi, Colin from Winnipeg. <laughs> oh,
0: it's like every responsible politician uh, not named Donald Trump does not use their own social media. <laughs> That's why Donald Trump collapses. <laughs> it
1: literally says on, like, if you look at, like, I'm sure Joe Biden, I know Barack Obama's used to say it probably still does. It says like tweets done by the president are tagged B O like as in Mm -hmm. Barack Obama writes after it B O. But like generally, as you said, it's like president Obama today went to the shop and bought us chicken (laughs) pie.
0: Chicken pie. (laughs) The (laughs) the favorite (laughs) food of Jack Smiggins.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jack Smiggins. (laughs) Read more at whitehouse.org. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Like, But if it's Barack Obama going, like, bobbed into my mate Jack Smiggins today, dot B-O. And then selfie. Like, I mean, you know, I I don't think we need, like, we're not the educational podcast here. I think any logical person is going to understand that. But this movie, no, editor at New York Times. Oh, boom. He's getting it. Dean Banquet. Who cares? He's not a busy man. Let's send an email right now to editor at New York Times and see how far we get.
0: (laughs) About Jack Smiggins.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. The only time something like that ever worked for me, and this is legit, is in our Survivor Oz days over on the Oz network, when we um uh uh Cagayan guy, the first boot, he was like he's like the boss of like the Florida Marlins. Like he was the David wasn't his name or something like that. So like, big fucking deal. This guy is like the 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 president or GM of like a, a an MLB team. I went to the Florida Marlins website and you kind of, you get a gist of how their email chains work. Like if it's, you know, C Hilding at com, then I'm no doubt going to be B Waterworth at com. So like it followed a chain of like, you know, Jenny Smith at Marlins.com and whatever. So I literally typed in his name, David, whatever at Marlins.com thinking like, well, what's the worst that could happen? I literally get a reply for him and do an interview with him. So like that worked. So like, that is the only time I can ever literally think of that working when you're just like, Oh, surely this is his email address. I'm like, fuck it was. So, like, you know, we email a lot of people for,
0: I mean, Oz network, double OZ seven off the podium. Yeah. Um, Olympic athletes are not necessarily big deals most of the time. A lot of them work jobs outside and, you know, they, they appear at the Olympics every four years. Most of those people have publicists that we're going through. Yeah, uh, It's pretty rare we're getting those. Actors, uh, almost always you're going through a publicist first. I can think of one time uh, where we probably got somebody directly through their email address. I, I won't mention who it is, uh, but it was uh, – Jack Smiggins at jacksmiggins.com.
1: Yeah, like, the one the one time that blew my mind, and, like, this is going back to my story about the Prime Minister, so, like, I eventually interviewed, so it was Julia Gillard for Australians listening at the time, and, like, even when you do an interview, a lot of the time in for radio ones they will like have their assistant or someone call you. So I interviewed, if Australians are listening, Kevin Right, another former prime minister, he was um, foreign minister at the time. So when I had the interview with him, he's like, PA it rings me, he's like, hey, it's, it's John, I've got Kevin with me, just let you know, you've got 10 minutes, blah, 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 I'll pass the phone on to you now or I'll connect you through now. That's generally how it works. Mm. When I was waiting for the prime minister to call, the phone rings and I'm like, you know, Hello Edge Radio, Ben Waterworth speaking expecting it to be like, hi, this is Colin and I'm Julia's assistant. You've got five minutes, blah, blah, blah. So, like, hello, this is... Ben." And, hi, this is Prime Minister Julia Gillard. I'm calling through for the interview and I'm just like, <laughs> Prime Minister. Yes, we're... delivering the red hold, please. It's the Prime Minister. It's the Prime Minister. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, fuck. Prime Minister, we're going to air in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Prime Minister. It's the Prime Minister. You're just like shitting yourself. <laughs> true story
0: but still we know the editor of the new york times is more no. important than that yes, prime minister exactly
1: <laughs> I, I would almost go ahead and let me say the editor of the new york times is probably more prominent than the prime minister of australia so there's a uh, line there
0: <laughs> so wrapping up the rest of this movie here uh pierce goes to the exchange for his daughter and um uh, mason is briefly you think in with baldy mcdonald hairless again and uh they go to pick up the girl or whatever uh i love the the spy moment that mason gets here where he slips the coin into the seat belt so the guy can't buckle up and then he just uh zooms into it doesn't he have a lie? i swear i wrote this in my notes and i might have been imagining it because it was kind of tired when i watched this but doesn't he just basically say wall before they hit the wall
1: I actually you know like I I randomly liked that scene like cuz kind of like I don't get this CIA again like we let's go into like killing innocent CIA agents just because all knows they're evil. Like the whole plot of this, like even when they're going through and putting this guy up at the Nuremberg trials or something like that, like at the end of the day, you still have (laughs) to defend that your agents are killing your own agents. Like this isn't a thing. Like yeah you gotta face this. Pierce Brosen's murdered. We'll get to how many people he murders soon. Like he's murdered innocent CIA agents. Just because you're an ex-CIA agent getting to the bottom of a conspiracy you're still killing government officials. Like, mm-hmm. come on now. But yeah, like, I actually like that bit when he, like, drives and he's just kind of like, yeah, seatbelt, wall. Like, the only thing I... I don't like about that is that random flashback to where you see him training him something. I don't yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, because and really... I don't
1: like... Sorry, I keep in I was myself. just going to
0: say, there's only two moments of this movie that have flashbacks. There's the flashback of the the family being killed during yeah. the um, the uh, where Olga's about to kill the guy, which again, I think that would have been better if they just played that as a scene beforehand and not mm-hmm. constantly be cutting back to it. And then this one too. So both flashbacks in this, I think I get why they're in the movie. I just don't get why they're placed the way they are.
1: Yeah. And the one thing I want to quickly add to that I, I haven't mentioned at all that I'm not a fan of, and I've, I've talked about this in, in many things, you and I have a couple of these, because it, when it's used well, it's used well. Other times, dying on the day, not use well. Slow mo. I think some of the oh, slow mo yeah. in this gets a bit odd. So yeah, that's one thing I'll say. I'm glad you finally called out something on dying of the day for not working. <laughs> called out on what? Die,
2: you know, right.
1: <laughs> Did we just hear a song? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't
1: want to but play anyways, it again maybe... to double check with that. Die, you know, Definitely heard that. Yeah.
0: Uh, Mason ends up saving the day. Uh, we get a bad line here where, uh, Baldy McHareless uh, gives the November man. This is like our, it must've scared the living daylights yeah. out of her. <laughs> we called you the November man because after you pass through nothing lived. Yeah. Is that what November does? November kills everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a Northern hemisphere thing. I'm thinking like, dude, it's fucking hot in November. What are you talking that's about? That's I like- was thinking. Yeah. Like how does Ben feel
0: about this?
1: Yeah. Racist to the Southern hemisphere. <laughs> Uh, But the
0: wrap-up of the movie here is that Pierce and his little daughter find Olga. They run off. uh, She testifies in a trial. uh, And (laughs) this last scene, again, it just feels odd at the end of the movie, although I, I kind of... I, I think it's humorous, but it almost just feels like, wow, what a weird ending where the, the her testifying and then the president or presidential candidate, David Palmer here is on his yacht and celebrating. and Oh, I'm so evil. Look at all these girls in bikinis and I'm an old gross man. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I know where he just gets shot in the head and falls, which you're going to assume that's Mason who's killing him, But it, it, it's, it's, I like it, but it's weird. It's unusual.
1: Yeah. Uh, like I don't have a whole lot to add just because, again, I feel like I chime in with things here and they're like the phone call with Baldy it has got to be on a pink phone and it's all like, like – it's meant to be played for like, oh, you evil bastard, you've kidnapped my daughter, you know, blah, blah, blah. Are we meant to believe that Pierce and Olga sleep together here or not? I don't think so. Okay, right. I, I I was questioning that. Pierce has about 30 drinks here. I've lost count. He's a <laughs> raging alcoholic in this movie. Um, <laughs> and um, – yeah, this whole last scene played for tension. I, again, I do like the, you know, wall, seatbelt. I don't like this slow-mo, like, when he jumps up in the air and punches a guy and you've got, like, and the blood flows from his mouth. Like, it just seems like we're in a different movie here. I don't I don't get it. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie or something. When sexy McDavidov gets killed, I mean, she doesn't even die. She just gets smacked in the face with a shovel. Like, what happens to her? Like, is opening it for the sequel, I guess. But even like this ending, when it's kind of like, oh, we see each other and like we're hugging and we're all going to catch the train together. So, like, they all live happily ever after. Like, I mean, is that like, I don't understand it. But yeah, the shot at the end, sure. Um, I don't know. The only thing I, I don't mind is the song in the credits is kind of cool. It's not bad. Don't mind that song. Uh, um, I don't remember the song. We heard it at the beginning of this uh, episode, Colin. Finally, of course uh, we did. Nice I, I was listening very closely well, you, you listen uh, to us but i mean yeah i mean it's again we went over it before this guy isn't evil i'm sorry like yeah it's, it's, well it's no the,
0: like here's the thing he has a line here where he basically says you've just prolonged this by 10 years the idea was that russia was going to be brought in to what was it um um was it, it wasn't the U.N. I mean, they were already. Part oh, of the UN,
1: it's something. Yeah. I don't know. One of those things. Yeah. yeah. But it
0: was basically a peace treaty. We are essentially we, we uh, went along with this. We you know funded this war or this created this war, this fake war or whatever, so that we could get this guy in power. But this guy is going to make peace. A lot of good presidents did bad things. I mean, JFK, considered one of the greatest presidents of all time. Look at the Bay of Pigs. It didn't go so well. Uh, So there's nothing wrong with with the plan here. Is the Russian guy a good guy? No, but again, most politicians aren't. But that's what uh, they,
1: they go over the top with. To be like he rapes people, he kidnaps yeah. people, so he must be evil. Like if because you you're this... going to
0: be questioning the the motive of oh well the war well it was for a good purpose still. Y-
1: yeah, exactly. You play it differently, and this is completely different. Like I mean, I almost wish this movie turned out where like Pierce is evil, and like you find yeah. out he is like the, the the mole, and he's evil, and something like that. Like that's a different movie, and maybe it's it's cool, and you find out that like this is all a CIA plot to put him in power. So the U S has a bit of control in Russia or something like that. Like, you know, get a bit homelandy, get a bit 24 ish, like do something like that. Like make Pierce evil. Like, cause it, it does. Like I'm, I like I'm hating this movie. I'm not hating this movie. It's enjoyable. It's got good things about it. It's a decent movie, but like, I think you just pick it apart and like, again, I don't read, I don't know what the book's like, but like, it's, (laughs) It just, it just bothers me that Pierce Brosnan spends the entire movie killing innocent government agents. <laughs> and then, like, if James Bond is going around killing MI6 agents to get to the greater good, you're going to be questioning it a little bit. Like, you know, it's... it's Yeah, I, I like, he's killing his own people.
0: His people? What do you mean, his people? <laughs>
1: <laughs> his homies. Uh,
0: before we get to our closing segments here, I want to read something that proves that... Um, Let's just say anybody can Wikipedia the IMDb trivia page, okay? Uh, Keep in mind, uh, as I already established at the beginning, Pierce Brosnan, his production company, had the rights to this movie for years before it was even made. But this is a bit of trivia from the IMDb page, which I, I almost guarantee somebody in a podcast like ours probably put up as a joke. It says, Daniel Craig was originally cast to play Devereaux, but director Roger Donaldson had to recast at the last minute due to Craig's other commitments. By this point, Donaldson was so keen to have a Bond play his darker role, he tried to get Sean Connery, but he was too old to run around. (laughs) Pierce Brosnan heard about this and approached him, saying he can play it dark and even started drinking again to get new character. (laughs) <laughs> Donaldson was impressed with his dedication and cast him. The film was a runaway
1: success, and there were rumors that a sequel, *December's Child*, would be made. <laughs> I just looked at the 63 out of 69 people found it. You know, I know. I tell you what, if we actually get uh, Roger Donaldson on the show, I'm going to read that to him. Like, we know. But if he imagine if he turned around and was like, "Actually, that's completely true," like you'd be like yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> are I we mean, ever Pierce gonna get a James right to... Bond expendables? Like, are we ever gonna get just? I mean, I know two oh, of them are dead.
0: Imagine. Lee like, B you know, Pierce, Dalton, Craig comes into it. Idris.
1: Um, Idris. Yeah, the ghost, the digitally recreated. Roger and Sean. Ursula uh, David Nevis. Uh, <laughs> just all of them.
0: Anyways, let's uh, let's run through our segments here. Uh, first, let's go with Peter Travers.
1: Box office. And Peter Travers, he is a stupid idiot, but don't read his stuff. He's a stupid idiot. I miss that intro. I really miss that intro. That's a good intro. He's a
0: stupid idiot. But I can't find anything from Peter Travers. So, uh, <laughs> well, that was a waste of time of playing that. <laughs> but we can still box office and everything. So, um, the movie made uh, $25 million in North America, uh, $7.5 million overseas, $32 million had a budget. For, so, it made double its budget. Uh, it opened number six at the box office, $7.9 million. So it wasn't like a massive success, but for its budget, it was. And, you know, it's one of the Pierce Bros movies of this era that actually, you know, was released theatrically. So it it did well enough that they had wanted to make a sequel and they did announce a sequel, which, again, has never been made. Uh, In fact, this movie comes out on August 27th, 2014. And on August 20th, 2014, Pierce had said that they were already working on a sequel. So some point, <laughs> some point, seven days, uh, the, the release of this movie killed the sequel. I don't know, but it, it made twice its budget. So I have no idea why they never made a sequel. Uh, Four uh, reviews. I mean, it's got thirty-five percent of Rotten Tomatoes. And um, uh, let's find any critic oh, here.
1: I just want to. Can I jump in with this one here? The the, the bilge ebble vulture yeah. bilge. Rosden, who is a better James Bond than he often gets credit for. I mean, you sell me their build, you're, you're absolutely right there. Doesn't like to smile much, but he still <laughs> brings a wary likeability to a grim part, just enough to keep us invested as movie trots to a gauntlet of familiar twists and double crosses. Yeah, pretty accurate, I'd say. Uh, so next up. Mr.
2: Kiss Kiss bang,
1: bang. We are remember them, the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so uh, so we're hearing Mr. Um, kiss Kiss the kiss kiss bang bang. That's what That's it is. That's
0: what the pause the pause was for that. Come on, oh, editor. Sorry. Do your job. Jesus.
1: Goodness me. I you think we do these a lot, right? Um, I, did you
0: even count his drinks? I, I lost count. So, we don't well, have to make a martinis.
1: No, I actually I so I have written here. Uh I I've I've put in martini, but I I think four, but I feel there was more than four. Um but I wrote four down. <laughs> I put, I'll just say I got four drinks, martinis, one mm. sex, because I counted him and Italia in the photos. Yeah. Uh, I was questioning the second with Olga, but okay. Uh, no bonds, James bonds. Did we get a Devereux, oh, Peter Devereux? I don't think so. <laughs> I got eleven kills.
0: I got twelve, but I will say, I I forgot we were counting these, and there was no way I was going back over to watch the movie again. But I found a video on Daily Motion that counts all the kills. They had two though when uh, a car explodes, and you just see two guys get thrown off their feet, and I'm like, they didn't die.
1: Oh, this is um, your eyes only all over again.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But but they I I I counted twelve because all the other ones in that video looked legit.
1: So you counted twelve in that video or and not including the explosions? Is that what you're saying? Well Um, there were
0: four that video counts is basically the kills of November Man and it counts 14. And two that are on screen that clearly just had guys getting knocked over. Well, I didn't got, count, so I have twelve.
1: I got eleven, and there was definitely, I think, in the sh- the scenes in the streets of Moscow, I like, I think I got a bit lost. So I, I'm happy to go with twelve. So. All
0: right, we got twelve. Now, what's right. uh, it's not Zardoz levels, but where does that put us on the table?
1: Okay, uh, so we have. <laughs> Give me one second here. Uh, so four. The Bonds, James Bonds, we are up to one, because we had one at some point. What was that one we had? I can't remember what movie that was. Yeah, Roger uh, Moore. Yeah, Martinis. I'm still keeping this Martinis, but we're at four now. We hadn't had any alcoholic drinks in any of these until now, so there we go. Uh, Intimate Encounters, we're up to eight. So, um, yeah, I think most of them were in Zardoz, weren't they? And <laughs> The Kills were up to 18,018. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks, Zardoz. <sighs>
0: I still love our count for Zardoz. Yep. Uh, and now we got our. Fame.
1: Fame. It's the hole, the hole with the classic scene. Hall of Fame. fame. Was it? Oh, it was. Thank you, yeah, Colin. I love how you have to tell me these, so I have to end it. Hall of Fame. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I think we're in agreement at least on putting the, uh, the Sarah hostage scene in there.
1: Yeah. So what do we call that the um the 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 Sarah hostage scene.
0: <laughs> Sarah hostage scene. <laughs>
1: Sarah hostage scene. Okay, yep, I'm down with that. Um the I actually don't mind the fight between the two of them when they're bashing each other up in like the boiler room with the hose. I actually don't mind that. I think like there's a bit of slow-mo going on there but I kind of almost like that. Because, like, one thing I didn't really go over is that, like, I feel they make up too quickly. Like, when Jack Smiggins is always like, ding, this guy's evil, I'm going to team yeah. up with... Br-. And then they kind of just share, like, a nod at the end and walk their separate ways. It's, I don't know if I like that. But uh, it's kind of... It's very Godzilla King Kong in Godzilla Kong. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of like that fight sequence, though, when they're bashing I, each other up.
0: I was going to say I like the, the moment... Uh, well, I guess everything from the natalia's chase scene up to um the their stare down that they have
1: so the moscow uh, car chase would you say yeah yeah and I, I moscow would i just add moscow car chase to stare down or just moscow char- car chase is it? yeah yep
0: yeah we'll just do that and uh yeah i'm okay with the fight scene the the, the, the hose fight
1: <laughs> just call it the hose fight <laughs> so i've got the sarah hostage scene moscow car chase the hose part. We're gonna look at this in like two years' time and go, "What is that? Like, I don't, I don't understand what that is." So, yeah.
0: Uh, is that all of our segments? No, there's one more. Colin, it's this one. Rankings, rankings, rankings. rankings baby.
1: Rankings, rankings baby.
0: All right, so where are you Don't ranking? too excited,
1: Colin. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was <silence>.
0: distracted.
1: <laughs> okay, so this is our fifth movie. Uh, Zardoz is number five, staying there. Of course. The, the Man Who Haunted Himself is number four, staying there. Number three, The Man From Hong Kong. It's going to stay there. So I've got number one, The Beautician and the Beast. I'm putting The November Man at number two. I'm Ooh. keeping The Beautician and the Beast at number one. <laughs> See, I keep forgetting
0: we did *The Man from Hong Kong*, but as soon as I remember, I like—I love that movie more and more the more time passes. So uh, that's going to be my one to beat at this point because I think I had that number one. Uh, *Zardoz* is still last place for me easily. *Man Who Haunted Himself* was okay, uh, so I'm going to put that as second last. Uh, so it's really between Man Wait, from uh,
1: Hang on You've changed your rankings himself. in You have the Man Who Haunted I? itself Above the Beautician and the Beast you well, I'm
0: uh... I'm gonna change it then If that's oh, the case
1: Oh look at you Is it
0: That's right, 3,000 go...
1: episodes We've done on it
0: <laughs> <laughs> So I yeah I'm gonna have Zardoz Last Man Who Haunted Himself Beautician the Beast Slightly above that Yay uh, So it's between November Man and Man from Hong Kong But you know what I, I really loved Man from Hong
1: Kong Just the oh. absurdity of
0: it so, I mean, that's, either, No Forever Man's going to be my number two at this point, Matt from Hong Kong, number one.
1: I'm so, like, I have actually, like, I got a bit sad in that episode when you ranked it second last, because I'm thinking, like, oh, I thought you came around on it, but um, you have, you've got Mutant of the Beast at third, which, <laughs> I mean, I, I have no idea your opinion on Cowboys and Aliens, so, I mean, it could be a top 50% Timothy Dalton movie, <laughs> which is a, is a win for the ages, but um, yeah, okay, cool. Interesting. Okay. Wow. We're up to number six here, Colin. This is exciting. We made
0: it. We we started this, what,
1: last year? A long time ago. Well, actually, yeah, it was probably only last year. It was, It was. yeah, I was in Canada at the time, so it was last year.
0: Our plan was to do one of these uh, every two weeks, I think. (laughs) We don't every two months, but still we found some more interesting things
1: to do. Like, in, in all seriousness, obviously, people are saying we're doing a lot more regular We're almost doing, like, two a week at this stage. And kind of, obviously, with Noah coming back into the fray, it's been helpful. But, yeah, like, we kind of were in that period where we were just really doing movie recap of a Bond film, then commentary, kind of, we were doing that. And then, obviously, we got a bit lucky with some interviews. We did a Die Another Day trilogy, uh, Fran Dresser, sure. <laughs> um, and then we started doing some ranking. So, like, we, we're really our goal is obviously to really push to our hundreds because we, we know we've got our hundredth already lined up. We've done the interview yeah. and we're excited for that. So, and as obviously we've teasing this, we've got our 93rd episode already recorded. So we're pushing forward with these and like, it took us a lot longer to get to this one. I think after beautician and the beast, I think beautician mm-hmm. and the beast is like episode 81 and here we are at 92. So it's 11 episodes later, but I'm enjoying this series, Colin. I'm actually... One thing I'll say before you talk about Cowboys and Aliens, I'm actually looking forward to getting to the end of that and working out... Because I'm assuming we're going to do another round. I want to do another round. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, before we even get there, are there any pierce brosnan ones that you really want to do because i mean i've got a couple
1: there's three that i would automatically jump out on um well four one would be for shits and giggles to torture us doing mamma mia but i don't know if i want to because i've never (laughs) seen it but um the obvious one i would straight away say in any day of the week is dante's peak but to me we would do that on the oz network so i don't yeah we'd discuss that so to me the two obvious ones and I don't think we'd really go for them because he's not really the star in either of them. It's either Mrs. Doubtfire or Mars attacks and like fucking Mars attacks is just a shit show of brilliance. I think that made my top 50 movies of all time. So um, again, he's not really the star of it though. That's a, there's a tricky one with Mars attacks. So they're just the ones that come to mind. Uh, Eurovision we could do again, again, not really the star. I think we kind of need to stick with who is the star of the film. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Dante's peak would be my one but I'm guessing we're going to save that for the Osnet unless you want to do a special crossover. I don't know.
0: Maybe I I, I'm going to say I've already mentioned Taylor of Panama would be a great one to do. It kind of has that spy feel to it. He's a very bad guy in it. The matador would be good. There's a movie though that um, I I forgot about and we were kind of talking about, Oh, Pierce Brosnan playing a villain where he plays like a real bad villain. Uh, it's it's a small movie. Uh, I'm looking it up here. It actually has three different names. It's called Butterfly on a Wheel, but in the U.S. it was called Shattered, and in Europe it was called Desperate Hours. Uh, so I don't know which country you're in, but it's Pierce Brosnan and Gerard Butler of all people, oh. and he plays a guy who takes a couple hostage.
1: Oh, I mean already. Uh, and
0: this is this is Pierce Brosnan like really being able to ham it up. Uh so that would be a fun one to do as at, at one point uh, if we go through, continue with no, the series I, like, I,
1: straight away like that automatically seems interesting. That's got um Maria Bello in it as oh, well. Oh yeah. So um no, I'm down for that one. That sounds oh, interesting. Oh, there we go.
0: Yeah. Butterfly on a wheel aka Shattered aka Desperate Hours aka Pierce Brosnan goes The, the dirt. only
1: other one I was thinking of was the one he did with Jackie Chan uh which I know oh, we the talked foreigner. about. Yeah, but uh, the yeah. the other ones I'd be interested in looking in would be some of the Daniel Craig ones because he's definitely got some ones I know that you've talked about, <laughs> which I sound very, like, Dream House. In. Wow,
0: Dreamhouse,
1: um, wow. That one he did with Nicole Kidman with the compass and the polar bear. Or oh, golden
0: compass, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, but uh, were we'll we doing that Roger Moore one with Eric McCormick? Please tell me we're doing the Roger Moore one with Eric McCormick. Did we talk about a Roger Moore movie with Eric McCormick? There was like a mid-90s one that was on YouTube. I think if we couldn't find the man who haunted himself, oh, we were going right, to do that right, one. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, I just, I just want to do something with Eric McCormick in it. I want James <laughs> Bond and Eric McCormick well, together. that's excites I'm, I'm,
0: me. I'm not a um, uh, Will and Grace fan, but he's a great Canadian. And oh, he had another great show. Great BC
1: uh, guy. He loves his home province.
0: Another, one who, another show that was um, uh, one of those rip-offs of numbers. And you know, I'm a big fan of numbers and rip-offs of numbers. <laughs> Uh, he had one of those where he was a mathematician. The a Man mathematician. Who Wouldn't
1: Die. Is oh, that, yeah, is that's what it's right. In, and it's also got... Uh, wasn't there someone else famous in it? Kevin McNulty is in it? Um, Nancy Allen is the main star. Yeah, I know it's on YouTube. Like, it randomly on YouTube. Mm. So, yeah. Um, we're just working. We're not talking about Cowboys and Aliens. Can I just quickly say, talk about Cowboys and Aliens. Sorry, we want to wrap this episode up. I said like an hour or so ago, let's work out the Kevin Bacon number of Kiefer Sutherland and Pierce Brosnan. It's been sitting in front of me for like the whole episode. They've got a, a Kevin Bacon number of two. So Pierce Brosnan was in the November Man, really, with uh, Bill Smitrovich, who was in Renegade with Kiva Sutherland. So there you go.
0: Bill Smitrovich. Who is that?
1: Isn't that the Baldy Michaelis?
0: Oh, uh, Baldy, okay.
1: Yeah, it's Baldy Michaelis. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, so, so Cowboys next, and Aliens. <laughs> next time. Now, our next episode is going to be another rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to which rankings is going to be Cowboys and Aliens, you've never seen this. I saw it once. Thoughts? Yes.
1: Yeah. I sorry. I no, no. I was. I much. was going to talk after your thoughts. Like I just. Yeah. I, I, I really I don't want to give you away time, my thoughts. <laughs> I'm just.
0: I'm just going to say that um, this is one of these movies that you, you think you're going to get something. You think you're going to get snakes on a plane because you're getting Cowboys and Aliens, and what you get is like, that's okay, I guess. Uh, I've only saw it once years ago, but I mean, really, what else do you need to sell the movie other than it's Han Solo and James Bond with Cowboys and Aliens?
1: Yeah, I've never seen it, and I don't know why I've never seen it, because I remember when this came out, thinking like, wow, that sounds awesome. It's James Bond and Han Solo, and the movie's about... Like... Again, it's one of these movies where, like, Snakes on a Plane, it literally sells you. You want to see it. Like, you know what it's about. So I have no idea why I've never seen this movie. Olivia Wilde, Sam Rockwell, like, great cast. Uh, Adam Beach, uh, you know, some yeah. other great oh, people. Oh, Adam who's... Beach. I love Adam I love Beach. Adam Beach. Mm-hmm. He was third watch actor. Uh, Suicide Squad, I remember talking about him on that. He's from um, Winnipeg, my hometown. Well, there you go. Keith Carradine, he's in a few things, isn't he? I'm looking at him. He's in Dexter. Yep, I remember him. Um, Paul Dano, we've talked about him before, haven't oh, we? Oh, Paul Dano! Oh, he's I from Little Miss <laughs> Sunshine, the next uh, Riddler, isn't he? Isn't he the Riddler? Yeah,
0: the Riddler, there will be blood. Oh, Paul Dano's amazing.
1: Okay, so again, I have no idea why I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've seen... Actually, I, I tell you right now, I know what Daniel Craig movie I want to do, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, okay. Again, not really the star, but... Oh, no, he's actually the star. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited for this. Out of all these ones, this is outside of The Beautician and the Beast because I knew I'd seen it. This is the one that I've been waiting for because, again, this is literally a movie that I should have seen and I wish I had have seen. Um, I vaguely remember when it came out, though, that I think maybe I didn't see it because I think it got bad reviews, didn't it? Like, people kind of didn't really like it. And it was, like, similar to what you were saying, like, oh, it sounds amazing, but it actually wasn't. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to to seeing this because, again, it just on paper i mean han solo and, <clears throat> and it's, it's it's dante's peak right it's james bond and sarah connor stop a volcano <laughs> this is james bond and han solo <laughs> stop cowboys and aliens i guess <laughs> i don't know i've never seen it so yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to it uh daniel craig movie i want to do is um why have i gone blank in the name of it it's got adam driver and um channing tatum in it
0: Oh, um, I've got Blake on too. Steven Soderbergh directed it.
1: I ranked it in my top 10 movies of the decade. Yeah. I think maybe it might have been my number one movie of the decade. I can't remember. Um, uh, and Daniel Craig does a Southern accent in it. God, what is it called? Uh, Logan, Lucky. It. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky, yes. Because you haven't seen it, have you? You've never No, seen I did.
0: It? I yeah, actually, I'm... you know, it's um fun story. I actually watched Logan Lucky when the twins were born in the hospital. Uh, oh, I had a list of movies that I've been waiting to get around to. And I got to watch Logan Lucky.
1: So, I mean, look again, it's one of these ones where is he the star of it? Uh, I mean, yes and no. Um, but don't they even add it like, um, re- and introducing Daniel Craig or something, they do like a little joke or something. Cause he's just so different in it. Mm, but, um, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. So for me, he, he's uh, out there. <laughs> like I, I, that would be my nominee, but again, it might necessarily not, pay off because he's maybe technically not the star but um for some reason i'm on my website here benwaterworth.com visit it now (laughs) um and i don't have top 10 movies of the decade we did that episode why do i not have it on my website
0: you gotta go back and listen to an episode that's not double r7
1: maybe i didn't publish it on my website but uh, yeah i I know i had it in my top 10 i just think it might have been my number one yeah anyway i'm intrigued ben what are my thoughts i don't know i need to look at my own website so um (laughs) yeah that would be my nominee but again we'll we'll tell you what but i think yeah rankings next and i've we've loosely got scheduled cowboys and aliens after our for your eyes only commentary but again we might flip them around we never know we we might get uh mr donaldson on we don't know we might get pierce brosnan on we don't know um but yeah so um we will come up with our six movies I want to vote for Entrapment for Sean Connery. But, uh, oh, yeah. We could, or we could do that Scottish uh, cartoon one that they say is even <laughs> worse than Zardoz. His last ever film <laughs> role.
0: Um, and I think the, Entrapment's a good lock.
1: Timothy Dalton.
0: Um, again, I'd love not, to do Hot Fuzz, but again, he's not really the star of that. He's, like, supporting...
1: Yeah, I was thinking Looney Tunes back in action so we could do Brendan Fraser, but again, not really the star. Um, and George Lazenby, Jesus, what can we do for that?
0: <laughs> well, we had a backup for Lazenby. There was. We're gonna do there was
1: one, wasn't there? Yeah, and just the Elba one we will work that out. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, but our next episode, we're yes. <laughs> bringing you another rankings after four and a half hours or whatever it was of the secondary Bond girls. We said, how are we going to top secondary Bond girls? Why don't we do secondary villains not henchmen but secondary villains we're scraping the bottom of the barrel before checking everything off the list uh but just to give you an idea we sort of threw it out there said we did the secondary bond girls let's do the um uh the secondary villains and when we made the list we're like this is actually a really good list it's a shorter list will it be a shorter episode you'll have to stay tuned to find out but Uh, I think we got some good people on there and uh, it's an interesting episode. Nothing quite as controversial as number 12 uh, for secondary Bond girls, but still a good episode.
1: I don't show Colin porn this time. So um, which I think Colin (laughs) discovered according to his workplace is technically sexual harassment. So yeah, that's um... right.
0: Uh, The day after Ben did that, we have to go through a mandatory thing at work, you know, on uh workplace safety harassment stuff like that and it clearly identifies showing sexual images to somebody without advance notice and i'm like there you go i'm a victim
1: sexual harassment panda right like um (laughs) sexual harassment panda um yeah i i sorry apologize please uh, the hr department at double seven (laughs) don't arrest me (laughs) I think we worked out that's me um but uh yeah no it's it's a fun episode as i always are but um yeah we've got some good stuff i think in the lead up to our episode 100, 100 which has a um, big guest
0: people really big guest
1: very and yeah we'll, we'll kind of do it like we did with episode 50 so kind of i think we'll just kind of come in with our guests and then sort of at the end of it we might sort of play a few clips and have a bit mm-hmm. of fun and then we'll probably have a bit of a, a rest after that maybe it's just all right it's just having a bit of a rest like we've got we actually do have a best of part five which we've been sitting on for over a year which um, we usually do those at
0: the end of the year
1: yeah so that's a best of clip show of our sort of non-bond sort of the three that we did so yeah the two in and never say never again and then part six we're hoping will be all the craig films like we 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 technically could release them right now but we've been hanging on for no time to die so we can uh include that as part of our because we're assuming that episode will be hilarious so there will be best Mm -hmm. of bits of that episode (laughs) when we eventually do it so uh yeah some exciting things to come and uh yeah i'm hosting the next episode because certain other hosts got lazy and didn't want to (laughs) host it. So, yeah Oh, but I hosted the last one How would you even know You don't remember these episodes Noah he, You know what he's bitching about He hosted the last episode The um, the moon ranking Which he did Fair enough He hosted that one But he's like oh, I hosted the last one. You didn't you little shit Like <laughs> the last ranking I'm literally as I said Listening to ranking the allies We did that one Colin Episode 80 <laughs> That was the last rankings one Like have we done like Two or three since then Lazy yeah. little shit
0: <laughs> He'll be back though people Get ready yeah, for it We're ready to be offended uh, <laughs> back with the dogs. <laughs> All right. So rankings next week. And then uh, at some point we'll do the next commentary. And at some point we'll do the next Cowboys and aliens <laughs> for many episodes of Cowboys and aliens. And maybe we'll get somebody on from the November man. I don't know. That would be exciting.
1: Stay tuned for Colby Donaldson's dad. Who knows?
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us. Listen to the end. Sign up for Patreon. Ben's a man of his word. So he did promise that he would not play something. Or no, that he would
1: play it over. no, no. We no, promised no. that
0: we would sing it. If no, you got. The, the, y-
1: you're spoiling the next episode. No, the promise I made in the next episode I may or may not keep. But at the end of that episode, I say if we don't get a Patreon by episode ninety-four, I will do something. Which is actually the opposite of something you said. So you said if we get a Patreon, you will sing "Die Another Day." <laughs> i said if we don't get a patreon by episode 94 i will sing die another day so basically it's up to you people we're threatening you yeah. either i yeah. sing it this is or a threat. colin sings it and colin's got a you much could beautiful also,
0: voice you could also just stop listening to our show but we would rather the threats because they we think already do we that, we'll get that get anyway Colin, we <laughs> don't have a
1: patreon so you know all
0: right thank you for joining us my name is
1: jack smiggins and i like chicken pie And my name is also Jack Smiggins, famous Canadian actor who's holding in a fart.
2: All she wants is to be at your place. Oh my God, you're an ungrateful bitch.
1: Okay then.
2: Okay then? What is that? Who are you anyway? Sure, you're mildly attractive and mysterious, but gets kind of tired after a while, you know? I don't even know your name. Jack Smiggins. Scenario. No! Your target has just severed the femoral artery of a woman. No! Has just severed the femoral artery of a woman you have been intimate with. What do you do? No! No. You feel the need for a relationship? Get a dog. Don't worry, I checked her out. Hi there. Ambassador, I'm gonna need your clothes. Everol? Learn to take orders. Slow the fucking car down! Seatbelt. Stop the vehicle! Right now! Wall. Jack. He's, s- He's trying to decide what you're He will not hurt you. He still hasn't decided. Ask him. Ask him if you're worth saving. Am I worth saving? He's not answering your question, is he? Excuse
0: me. I'm still using the station.
2: Tell me your tits. Tits? Back to your desk. Do you hate him? No, I don't hate him. He's probably the best friend I've ever had. So
0: all your friends try
2: to kill you? Eventually. You know who used to call you Peter? The November man. Because after you passed through, nothing lived. You are one bleak motherfucker, my friend. The thing is... I like it this way.